is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Welcome to Tangerine Raptors Basketball on TSN 1050, TSN 1200, and TSN1050.ca. The Raptors pregame show on TSN 1050 brought to you by Mr. Fresh Air Fresheners. How does your gym or hockey bag smell? Oh, really? Keep it fresh with Mr. Fresh Air Fresheners. Available in four natural scents. Visit freshandfamous.com. Jim Taddy high above the courts at center court at Scotiabank Arena. The Pacers are in town. This game you can watch on TSN 1, 4, or 5. It'll be called by Paul Jones and Sherm Hamilton. Let's go right to them right now. Guys, history awaits. Well, it does, Jim. Uh, it would be the longest winning streak in franchise history if they were able to make it to 12 in a row and never been done before, so it's it's a matter of going out and executing. But, Sherm, with all of this happening, um, the, the issue is, and, and people have asked me, um, how how does a team react when Masai Ujiri is in the news the way he is? And, you know, players are in the locker room and they kind of hear this. And to me, it's it's regional. It's local. I mean, the, the guys just care about what's going on in the locker room and what's going out on the floor. Coaching, management, presidency, ownership, those kinds of things don't fall under their jurisdiction. As they say, above my pay grade. And, and let's be honest, it really doesn't matter in this moment right now because nothing's going to happen, If even if it was going to happen. It's not like an imminent trade that's going to happen. Right, so right. This is something that's an off-season situation. Having said that, look, players know this is the time of year when all kinds of rumors fly around, whether it be players, be coaches, general managers, presidents. All of those names get thrown into the mix sometimes, and this is the time of year for that. So it's easier for the players to block it out at this point and understand that on the court they're working towards a common goal right what happens in the off season they can't allow to impact them right now so they're focused they're locked in and it's just background noise because it's that time of year ronde hollis jefferson coming back tonight and he's a low maintenance guy sherm but his his presence will have an impact on the rotation, the dynamic, what do you see with Rondé coming back into the lineup? Well, as usual, Rondé's the guy who he provides energy. He, he does all the little things. And, yes, he can score sometimes, and he'll rebound sometimes. and But it's it's the hustle plays. It's the ability to to get to a loose ball. It's, it's the idea of tick, tipping that ball out on the glass to create a second-chance opportunity, operating behind the defense when there's dribble penetration and he's, a, he's positioned – to receive a pass to lay it in he just does all the little things and defensively he's very good on the ball he can guard smaller guys he can guard bigger guys he's just an active player and that kind of energy always helps because he's a thinking player as well uh, sure when i look at it and the indiana pacers are a team very much like the toronto raptors not a lot of people gave them credit at the beginning of the year um Victor Oladipo's coming back. That's like acquiring a new guy at the trade deadline. Uh, Miles Turner has come into his own as a player. Uh, Sabonis is an all-star. Brogdon, Quinn Buckner told me, is maybe one of the best leaders he has ever seen, not to mention a very good player. This is a dangerous Indiana team that the Raptors are trying to set a high watermark against uh, in terms of franchise wins. No question, and you better believe Indiana knows that. 
And, you know, Sabonis is another monster who creates all kinds of issues. But to your point, this Indiana team has some similarities to the Raptors. Now, they had a key guy out in Victor Oladipo, and somehow they stayed relevant. They stayed in the mix. They didn't fall off the cliff. We've seen the Raptors do that, losing some key guys and still be able to maintain the level that they're at. So you tip your hat to Nate McMillan. You tip your hat to the players on the Indiana roster to figure out ways to get it done until Victor Oladipo comes back. And now he's back, and they haven't missed a beat in terms of how they play. Now he's back in the starting lineup, so there's going to be some more familiarity in that role. It's just a dangerous team that works hard defensively. They're not into the flash. They're about getting it done consistently on the defensive end. And Nate McMillan is old school. You're going to grind it defensively, and offensively, you're going to execute at a high level. Well, let's see if the Raptors can execute at a high level themselves to get win number 12. They have never won 12 in a row in franchise history. Uh, Just for points of reference, the Blue Jays once have had 11-game winning streaks, and the longest win streak in the history of the Maple Leafs has been 10. So definitely a night when history could be made here, Jim, at Scotiabank Arena. Thanks a lot, Paul and Sherm. We look forward to your call uh, at the bottom of the hour, tip-off just after 7.30 tonight here at Scotiabank Arena. So let's go back over this winning streak that stands at 11, and everybody hopes it gets to 12. And I should point out this is the first of a home-and-home with the Pacers on the road Friday. Uh, to take on the Pacers to complete the uh, twin spin there. So this is not um, an easy game tonight, and it's not an easy game on Friday in uh, Indianapolis against uh, the Pacers. The Pacers sit at 31-19, playing 620 ball and fifth seed in the East. So this is a, a pretty tough opposition that the Raptors will have to go through tonight. This all starts January 15th with a road win in OKC. They come home and defeat Washington, go on the road, beat Minnesota, and continue on the road and win in Atlanta. They come home and beat Philadelphia, go on the road to beat the Knicks, and then you recall that tragic Sunday in San Antonio where somehow the Raptors pulled it off, 110-106. They returned home in the morning, continued against Atlanta, and they won. They go on to Cleveland and won, and in Detroit Friday, they won, and it cost them Norman Powell. We'll get into the injury list very shortly. And Sunday, uh, no problem victory over the Bulls, which brings us to tonight against the Pacers for a franchise record 12th straight win if it happens. And as I said, back-to-back against Indiana, Saturday here against Brooklyn, and Monday here against Minnesota. The one thing you'll notice about this schedule, a lot of stuff happens really fast. There's the all-star break that comes up midway through this month that provides a bit of a breather for the team. They have nine days between games uh, 12th, February 12th at home, or sorry, in Brooklyn, and then the 21st at home to Phoenix. So some time to regroup there. And we don't know the extent of the Norman Powell injury in terms of when he comes back, a pinky, or not a, a ring finger, not a pinky finger, ring finger broken. And uh, much like Kyle Lowry uh, had the same problem earlier in there, and he went up for about 11 games. So uh, you would expect to see him towards the end of the month. In terms of the injuries, Marcus Gasol still out with a hamstring, and the word is he won't be back until after the All-Star break. Norman Powell, I would say ditto, and, and maybe a little longer. DeWan Hernandez is out with an ankle problem. Though Shea Brissett is out with an ankle problem. And for the Pacers, just T.J. Warren out with a concussion. So we'll set the uh, table for you with the Pacers coming up next. Uh, we're going to explore something very interesting. It is uh, something called Uninterrupted Canada. It's a new uh, outlet to get your latest fix on Raptors players. Freddie Van Vliet is the subject of this. This is uh, in cooperation 
uh, with TSN, and we'll hear from the Chief Content Officer of Uninterrupted Canada. That is next. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Basketball on TSN 1050, TSN 1200, and TSN 1050.ca. Welcome back to Tangerine Raptors Basketball, live from Scotiabank Arena, TSN 1050, TSN 1200, and TSN 1050.ca. Jim Taddy with you until tip-off, then Paul and Sherm will take over and uh, describe what's happening tonight against the Pacers. So we have a new thing here, and it is called Uninterrupted Canada. TSN is partnering with Uninterrupted Canada in a new series called Needing Dough Canada. And the content officer for Uninterrupted Canada is Vinay Vermani, and Vinay is with us now. Vinay, welcome. How are you tonight, sir? I'm, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. Uh, so Freddie Van Vliet is, is the uh, debut performance here, and it's on Friday. Tell us about this. Yeah, Freddie is uh, on our first episode of Kneading Dough. Uh, Kneading Dough is uh, a show that's been on Uninterrupted U.S. for about uh, five years now, uh, and we're really proud to bring it to Canada. Uh, it's a very different insight into athletes and how they handle their finances, how they grew up with money, what they choose to invest in. Uh, so we're, we're just super happy. It's a very insightful conversation. It's a very different conversation. Take us through the, the, the conversation you have with Freddie. Well, you know, it's interesting because the reason why this show was created is because athletes make the most amount of money early on in their career, right? When they have the least experience and they're the most vulnerable. Whereas, you know, people in other professions, you make more as you get older and you you, you have more kind of life experience, right? Mm -hmm. So Freddie's really interesting because... You know, Freddie is somebody who's very entrepreneurial. He's somebody who has constantly bet on himself, uh, young family, uh, you know, grew up under very difficult conditions in um, Rockford. Uh, so, you know, he really talked about his mom working four jobs, uh, his stepfather coming in and bringing in a, a lot of, you know, discipline into his life, how he looks at money, how he's very conservative with money. Uh, how he's not much of a risk taker. So the conversation is super interesting. And I think a lot of people can just learn a lot of uh, a lot from Freddie, no matter where they are in their life. Yeah, you know, going on what you said there, it's impressive because, as you say, uh, a lot of young athletes have a lot of money these days. And I would assume, uh, you know, there is money in hockey, but the NBA is, uh, you know, at another zero. There, there's big money there. <laughs> there is there is big money there. and uh, But, you know, talking to Freddie, you realize that, Freddie is one of those athletes that really breaks the stereotype that, you know, athletes are irresponsible with their money or they make bad decisions and they grow broke at an early age. I mean, athletes these days are just getting so much more savvy, so much more smarter. Uh, they're really diversifying their um, um, investments. Uh, and Freddie's a shining example of that. So, you know, we're proud to kick off this episode tomorrow. We're proud to partner with uh, Tangerine Bank. And we hope that people, uh, new families, young entrepreneurs, just learn a lot from, from, from all the different athletes we're going to be talking to. Yeah, we'll explore where you go next in a second. I just want to go back. You said responsibility. And, you know, some of these guys have, have more simple backgrounds than others. But, but yeah. I think what, what's, what's common is, and I think you and I would do the same, you'd like to look after the people that raised you. You'd like to look after people in your family that are in need. And there's a lot of responsibility that way, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And and not only about looking after your family and your friends, but it's about empowering them as well with different opportunities, right? So, you know, we know that the inner circles are usually very tight when it comes with athletes. 
Um, and again, our show looks into breaking the stereotype of, you know, is, is, is money just being thrown away? But Fred, again, another perfect example of somebody who has empowered his friends and family with his own clothing line, uh, starting new businesses, buying real estate, developing communities out in um, um, Rockford. So, you know, it's, it's not only about supporting people, but it's also about empowering them as well. Okay, so where do you see this going? Like, what do you have planned after this one? Well, we're going to be talking to um, Zach Hyman. Uh, Zach Hyman, young entrepreneur, children's author. Again, very, very, you know, um, um, multidimensional guy. Uh, we're going to be talking to Tessa Virtue, uh, Kia Nurse. Um, and it's going to be different avenues, right? Like Kia Nurse is somebody who invests in like a um, Canadian um, AAU program for girls. Uh, talking to her struggles about playing in three different countries, Canada, America, Australia. What were the, what were the learning lessons about filing taxes in three different countries? So, uh, very diverse roster of, uh, young athletes, most of them Canadian, um, which I think are just gonna be shining examples for a lot of people out there. I'm curious, and what you've done so far, have you learned anything? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I grew up in a film background. I grew up in like an acting background. So uh, I definitely know the pressures that kind of come with that. But, uh, you know, learning to just be responsible. Um, you know, Kia Nurse on one of our future episodes said something so amazing. And, and I'll kind of leave uh, a lot of people with what she said. She said there's a big difference between what you want and what you need. Yeah. And, 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 and once you really take a step back and understand the difference between want and need, that is really the key to, uh, you know, <laughs> living life very, very responsibly. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, that's 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 a great piece of advice to anybody. You, you know, you just apply it to yourself and, and yeah. you, you come up with your own answer, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, Uninterrupted is a, a new platform. It's, a athlete, it's an athlete empowerment platform. All the content that we do starts from the athlete insight we are the athlete's voice and uh we have uh two great partners tsn and and tangerine and we're looking uh we're looking you know forward to um starting the show this week okay so where do they see this on uh youtube on uh uninterrupted youtube channel as well as on the tangerine website and uh, when you talk to, to people like freddie and all the others that you uh, have talked to and stuff is in process of being edited and and, and all that stuff uh, you know, were you impressed with how mature they were? What did you learn from them? Oh yeah, uh, the maturity, um, the knowledge, and the, just 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 the world experience. Just this uh, desire to keep learning. You know, um, most of the athletes that we've spoken to aren't necessarily um, you know formally educated. Like like they haven't completed college or you know went straight out of high school. And, and they each have had so they each had such different kind of um, educational background, but all of them have a desire to learn. Um, find, find good mentors. That's another thing that is consistent with all young athletes today is they all have aligned themselves with, with great mentors. And so super, super impressed by that kind of consistent theme. It must be kind of a relief for them uh, to, to be able to sit down and talk about I don't want to say relevant stuff because anytime you talk to them, it's relevant. But but it, it's like real stuff as opposed to what happened on this play or why did exactly. you win that game or why did you lose, right? Exactly. And look, <laughs> and there's definitely a really really important place for all that on 
what happens on the court or what happens on the ice, and that's super important. Uh, that's just not what we do. Um, we're really into like the human story. So, you know, yeah, when we when we sit down with our athletes and we talk to them, they find it very very refreshing with the fact that they can talk about life and um, and kind of how they lead it. So, now my spies tell me that you can be seen on the uh, courtside seats facing the team's benches <laughs> on a nightly basis. You must uh, enjoy the game. I, I do. Listen, I'm 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 a big Raptors fan. Um, been there all my life, you know. So, uh, yeah, I am. I am. I'm definitely there a lot of the nights. Well, thanks very much. I really appreciate you stopping by. Hey, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Thank you. That's Vinay Romani from Uninterrupted Canada. He's the chief content officer. It's in partnership with TSN and Tangerine. Uh, the series is called Needing Dope, and you can watch Freddie Van Vliet on YouTube on Friday. I've seen bits of it, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Always great to see uh, your favorite athlete talking about other things uh, aside from, you know, what happens on the court, which is a keen interest, of course, but you, I think you really learn about who the person is, and that's sort of what the search, right? Who are you? Uh, you know, we see you perform, but would like to know a little more, and you, you see the, you know, you don't get to see how smart these people are, but they are all, all the athletes have to be extremely smart. We just sort of deal with the performance, but there's much more to these people than, than the performance, which is, quite frankly, pretty darn good. We'll leave it at that. So the Raptors against the Pacers tonight getting set to pursue a franchise best 12th straight victory, and that would be impressive. What do they get here in the Pacers? Well, they met once before December 23rd on the road. Pacers won that game 120-115 in overtime. They play twice this week. They'll play four times during the course of the season. And in terms of what the Pacers are, well, they're 13-12 and 12 away from their home court. The Raptors are 18-7 and 7 on home. They're 36-14 and 14 on the season, which is exactly where they were after 50 games last year. And if you do the math, if they're 18-7 and 7 at home, well, yes, yes, guys, they are 18-7 and 7 away from Scotiabank Arena. And a lot of the numbers bounce out to, to be similar between these two teams. What you will note is, is that the Raptors' point differential is .67, fourth best in the league, and the Pacers are 2.6, which is down the list, but still pretty good. Pacers uh, seated fifth, the Raptors second in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, the Raptors coming off the win over Chicago on Sunday. Terrence Davis, the second off the bench, 31 points in 28 minutes of action. Very impressive. Raptors pregame show on TSN 1050 was brought to you by Mr. Fresh Air Fresheners. How does your gym or hockey bag smell? Keep it fresh with Mr. Fresh Air Fresheners. Available in four natural scents. Visit freshandfamous.com. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050, TSN 1200 in Ottawa, TSN1050.ca. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Gasol straight away back to Pascal, jams it down. Give and go basketball. The Raptors cut it to five. Oh, back to Lowry. Three in the air. Good. Down the bottom of the well for Lowry. Fred, three straight away. Good. Clean in the bottom of the well. Big splash to Mahinmi. Jump hook blocked by Ibaka. Seven seconds to go. Ananobi back. Jams it down. Oh, Toronto turns it around.
the Scotiabank Arena, the Toronto Raptors in search of their 12th consecutive win. Tonight it'll be against the Pacers, and of course that would set a franchise record. Jim Taddy with you until tip-off, and that'll be Paul Jones and Sherm Hamilton handling the accounts and descriptions tonight. Time now for the Toronto Area Ford Dealers key matchup, and it goes like this. Demontis Sabonis against Serge Ibaka. Sabonis is the son of Hall of Famer Arita Sabonis and is going to the All-Star game because of his great season so far, averaging career highs of 18 points and 13 boards a game. Ibaka also enjoying a career year as he's averaging 15.5 points and 8 boards a game. When you have two players who are enjoying such a great season for both sides, both play hard out, uh, hard in the uh, low post. So look out. Serge Ibaka, by the way, has scored double figures in seven straight games, shooting at least 50% from the floor in all seven contests. He's averaging 18.4 points during this stretch, and he is the field goal percentage leader on the Raptors at 51 point nine percent The key matchup, a presentation of four, gets 0% purchase financing, for up to 60 months on select new 2020 F-150 models. Visit findyourford.ca for more details. Pre-game thoughts now. Let's go downstairs and hear from Nick Nurse. You expect that Veronica tonight? Yep. Veronica's back. Malcolm's back as well. So we got uh, Mark out, Norm out, Dewan out, and O'Shea. What's up with O'Shea? He sprained his ankle in the uh, 905 oh, game the other night. Nice. Two believe, minutes in. I believe I read a tweet about that yeah. from a colleague. In the line, like, sprained his ankle like three and a half months ago. What, what's going on there? Yeah, it's bad, Doug, is what it was. It was just a severe, uh, severe thing. And, you know, usually going to boot for a little while, but that would turn into be a long while for him. It was just a, just a really bad one, but he's making some progress he's out of the boot now he's walking a little bit better and hopefully he'll be able to get back out on the court somewhere how'd that happen was that in practice that was in practice yeah last year when you guys sort of decided to make surge a center as opposed to a power forward do you think that sort of tweaked his game just enough to make him turn it around a little bit uh, well, no, I think I think it ended up helping him, Doug. I think it was, um, you know, I think it was an experiment uh, early on in the preseason with uh, with the need, I thought, to create minutes at the four for guys like Pascal, OG, Kawhi, right? And um, and then we turned out to find out that it was giving him pretty good matchups. Right, he was he was quicker, or or his pick and pop ability against some of the fives was paying dividends for him. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know, he's he's really um, continues to improve. I think he's playing great. He's really making good decisions on offense. He's driving the ball some. He's offensive rebounding, and he, his his uh, stroke is looking really good right now. His shooting stroke. Talked about his sort of meticulous practice session. Yeah. We see them every day. Yeah, he seems to work very slowly on the practice court. Is that important to get into a game? Um, I don't. I don't know. I just think that's his uh, his uh, method. Doug, I don't know if there's any link to whatever. I just think that's kind of I, I really think that he puts a lot of thought into it and I think while he's out there he's he's really trying to uh, use the mental side of it as well to, to think about exactly how the footwork's going to look on the next rep and, and how he's going to hold his, you know, what he's going to do to kind of to, to work the mechanics out. So I just think that's kind of the rhythm and the method he uses. 
in the modern game, like the lines between power forward and center seem so blurred nowadays. Is how would you define what a center is uh, in the modern game? Like, is there really a defining characteristic that? that I mean, I think you got. I think you got. You know, a couple couple of different ones now, right? You've got the. Um, you know, you got the rim protector. You know, the rim protector, rebounder, screen setter guy that doesn't space all that much and and you know the low post guys are really few and far between you know just doesn't really go into the low post that much anymore you know you got like Aldridge and Drummond song I'm, I'm just trying to think Embiid Embiid yeah Embiid you know there's hardly there's a, there's a handful of them probably with it throughout the league um and then you got the pick and pop guys, you know, the guys that are that are having to protect the rim, but they're also, you know, doing a lot of spacing at the other end to free up free up driving lanes, et cetera. Does it change anything? Like Houston's going to be playing PJ Tucker at center, it looks like in their new lineup, and they're going small ball. As the league evolves, um, you guys seem to be able to adapt to big and small. But do you see that as where this thing's going? Um, not really. I mean, I think I think we've seen a lot of small ball, and we think you can do it. I'm not I'm not saying they can't and be really really successful because it's interesting, it's different. They've certainly got a lot of talent and shooting, and why they're doing it. He's certainly physical enough to handle guys a lot bigger than him. If there is a post up game to be played, he rebounds well enough. I think more of. Um, if I was, if I had to get, I think the game's going longer and more light, yeah. et cetera. You know, across the board, I think eventually everybody's tried to try to get like a whole bunch of six ten wing players yeah. out there Do you get, and play position list from there. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a sense of relief when three o'clock hits tomorrow, or does it not bother you either way? Um, I think it. Ha- I think it gives you a sense of like. Where you going, yeah. right? Where, not now, you know. Now, where your where's your vision and thoughts and all that stuff take you immediately? Like, you know, are you are you? Uh, I mean, like right now, I'm doing the best I can to coach these guys to to a to a maximum place, right? And there's some long term vision in that. If that gets changed at all, come three o'clock tomorrow, then then you start planning that through and fig, you know making those adjustments. And if it doesn't, then you really, you know, I think you really start. I don't know, zeroing in a little bit on on the next uh, 30, 28, 29, whatever games it is left, um, and how you're going to plan that out with the guys you got. Given all your stops, you know the value of a good staff. I was curious about your relationship with Bill Baino and and what you think makes him a quality staff member. Yes, first of all, uh, very, very close with him. Very good friend of mine. We we, uh, didn't know each other at all until we got brought here. I'd never met him before. And um, I think think our love of the game and – just trying to figure out how to win, how to win, and get players better and stuff. Really connected us really quickly. Um, he's he's one of the he's one of the best guys that I've seen at being able to uh, see a situation with a player, uh, take it, take him, him and show him on the film, take it to the court and go through it, and then have it show up in the next game. Like it's a really really tough thing to do um, to to have such immediate instant uh, success from game to game um, and I think he's great at that and I, and I would also say this he was instrumental I think in LaMarcus Aldridge as a young player he really really knows how to coach bigs and the footwork and setting screens and rolling and finishing and all that kind of stuff and I think he's been um, 
fabulous for Sabonis, and we're seeing the results of that as well. Really good basketball mind. He's a little bit like me too. He's been a little bit everywhere, and there's nothing he hasn't seen tactically as well, and he usually has an answer for anything anything different you may see on the spur of the moment. Nick Nurse getting you set for the Pacers and Raptors, and I guess the trade deadline three tomorrow. But right now, will the Raptors get their 12th straight victory? Let's go downstairs to Paul Jones. Jonesy? Well, James, that is uh, the big question. As I said earlier, the Jays have done it five times, 11 straight wins. The Leafs have had a 10-game winning streak. And the Raptors are at their high watermark and trying to push it a little further. But it's going to be tough. This Indiana team is... Like the Raptors, a team that many people slept on at the beginning of the year. Just to tell you a little bit about them, Nate McMillan uh, is best friends with Dwayne Casey. So you know what kind of team you're going to be facing. A team that values defense. They play hard. They play together. They play the right way. And they are going to be a formidable opponent and task for the Raptors tonight. We're getting set. For the introduction of the starting lineups, let's get the visitors from Indiana. Indiana Pacers. Out of Gonzaga, a 6'11 forward wearing number 11 and Demontas Sabonis. From Yukon, a 6'5 forward number 26 is Jeremy Lamb. From Texas, a 6'11 center, number 33, Miles Turner. Out of Indiana, a 6'4 guard, number 4 is Victor Oladipo. And from Virginia, a 6'5 guard, number 7, Malcolm Brogdon. Ladies and gentlemen, the head coach of the Indiana Pacers is Nate McMillan. So as we said, Nate McMillan, the story goes that when they made a coaching change in Seattle, the owner came in and looked at Dwayne Casey and Nate McMillan and said, Okay, which one of you wants the job? And they both pointed at one another. So Nate McMillan became the head coach. Dwayne Casey, the associate head coach. And their philosophies, styles, and teams, the way they play, have been linked ever since. So this will be a formidable task tonight for the Raptors. Sherm, Indiana, like I said, a team that a lot of people slept on at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and you can see that Indiana has... uh really survived the storm now that Victor Oladipo's back in and to your story about Dwayne Casey and Nate McMillan it just makes sense if you know both of them for both of them to really want the other guy to succeed that's who they are and we saw Dwayne Casey up close for years and he's definitely a true gentleman but this Indiana team has done a great job and they're still like you said this is a a free agent acquisition of sorts having victor oladipo come back at this point of the season well he'll be in the starting lineup as you just heard and it's time for the raptors starting lineup brought to you by your ontario subaru dealers get fully equipped for winter in a subaru during the bring on winter event enjoy lease and finance rates from 0.99 percent at your local ontario dealer here is mark strong
Eastern Conference Head Coach of the Month, Mr. Nick Nurse. All right, so there are the Raptors, and we're set for the opening tip-off. The Raptors opening tip-off is brought to you by the OLG ProLine app. Put your knowledge on the line anytime, anywhere. Don't download the app today and get way into the game. Raptors looking for 12 in a row. And during the course of the streak, it's not like they've taken out world beaters, but nine of the teams below 500. But Sherm, as they say, you can only play who they put in front of you. And the Raptors have done a good job of taking care of whoever it may be. Yeah, and then the Raptors have had to be that team. Look, if you lose to those teams, people are going to talk you. about yeah. you. Yeah. So the fact that the Raptors beat them, it shouldn't be taken against them. This is the team that has some high aspirations. And if they're going to be that team, they have to take care of those sub-500 teams. And the fact that they're doing it just shows that they're right on track for the goals that they want to achieve. So the Raptors are wear the home black. The Pacers will wear the white. And we got a playoff field going here. These teams battled in the playoffs a few seasons ago. And the home and home might make it a little bit more acrimonious as we'll see the same two teams Friday night on national television in the United States, an ESPN game. And it'll be turnaround. And when it's done, I'll see you in two days. Miles Turner out of Texas will jump it up. And he will jump center with Serge Ibaka. Ed Malloy, Derek Collins, and Jason Goldenberg, the officials. The Raptors win the tip, and they will come front court from left to right. Fred Van Vliet up top. Working on Jeremy Lamb. Gets it to Siakam on the near elbow. Right side, near wing, on Lamb. Backs in, step back, one foot fall away, long. Rebound, Ananobi. Takes it down for Toronto. Kicks it to Ibaka. Now to Van Vliet, the possession continues. Van Vliet into the lane, kicks it out to Ibaka. Pulls for three straight away, short. Standing rebound to Miles Turner. And that was just a good dribble penetration by Fred Van Vliet for a wide open look for Serge. You can see Indiana, they're going to protect their paint and force the Raptors to make shots over the top. That's the same way Dwayne does it. Oladipo drives, lays it up, reverse layup up and in. And Indiana takes a 2-0 lead. Lowry back, loses the ball. Back comes Jeremy Lamb to Sabonis in the lane. And Van Vliet ripped him clean. But Derek Collins says, nope, the foul will go on Fred. And Nick Nurse walks up the sideline saying the same call could have been made on the other end with the turnover on Kyle. So active hands on both sides. One called, the other not. Brogdon near side. Jumper in the air, good. Malcolm Brogdon knocks it down. It's 4-0 Indiana. Quinn Buckner called him one of the best leaders he's ever seen. That's high praise coming from Buckner. Absolutely, and Malcolm Brogdon is such a big pickup for this team and his leadership and his playmaking ability and just the way he can score the basketball. Ibaka floats it up and in near side. 
Second marker on the right side of the lane in front of the Raptor bench, 4-2 Indiana. Brogdon front court guarded by Ananobi. Wearing number seven, Brogdon works left, near side. Back to the right, kicks it to Lamb. They go down low to Turner on Ananobi. Spins into the lane. The jumper contested, no good. OG size paying dividends there, sure. Yeah, very physical with Turner, who's more of a lighter big. OG uses his body on him. Siakam in the lane, puts it up, no good. Rebound Sabonis. Pascal right under the tin, misses point blank. Oladipo back to Sabonis, far side. Finds a cutting Brogdon, lays it up and in. Indiana up 6-2. And that's what you get when your big can take it off the glass and initiate transition. That time Sabonis doing a good job getting the ball at the floor, hitting Victor Oladipo, and just created all kinds of havoc, and Brogdon finishes. Lowry spins in the lane amongst the taller timber, can't get it up, and in. Back comes Indiana. 6-2 Pacers, 9-23 first quarter. Oladipo in the lane, floats it up, no good. Rebound, Ibaka. Outlet Siakam up the left side, far wing. 6-2 Pacers, we tick towards nine minute first quarter. Siakam backs down, spins in the lane, floats it up, no good. Another point blank missed by Pascal. Knocked out of bounds, it'll stay with the Raptors. Well, they're forcing Pascal to spin to the baseline and the second defender is coming as a double teamer and Pascal just has to be a bit more patient because he has a size advantage to shoot over the top of the guards coming over. And an OB far side takes the inbound. Three ball in the air, missed everything. An air ball from OG. Back comes Indiana. Brogdon drives, kicks it to Turner. Swing to Lamb. Into the lane, punches, kicks to Oladipo. At the nail, now backs out. Shot clock at 10. Works near side, left wing. To Sabonis, spins in the lane, loses the ball. Here comes Toronto. Three on two, Lowry all the way to the 10, lays it up and in with the left hand. Did a good job of really putting Miles Turner in jail by getting into his body with speed. That forced Miles Turner to stay upright and Kyle able to finish with the left hand. 6-4, Pacers, 8-25, first quarter. Oladipo, corner three, no good, near side, rebound Siakam. Off to Lowry, up the middle of the floor. Drives at Jeremy Lamb, floats it up and in. Score it, and one for Kyle Lowry. He says, give me two, and I got a coupon for one more. And Kyle coming by and just having a little conversation with the official on the way by just to say, you're not going to call it. I'm going to force you to call it. But a tough take by Kyle. Kind of that semi-transition situation. He just took some speed and attacked from the three-point line, got into the body of the defender, and was able to still continue his momentum and flip that shot in. One of those games where... You might have poked the bear, and Kyle's ready for these kind of matchups. 8-16, first quarter. Lowry gives the Raptors a three-point play and a 7-6 lead. Up top, Jeremy Lamb drives into the lane, kicks to the corner near side. Oladipo to Sabonis, back to Oladipo, to Brogdon. Three ball, got it on the wing, far side, right wing. Indiana up 9-7. Brogdon looks like he had a busted lip. Looks like his mouth is a bit bloody. Surprised the officials haven't stopped it, but now they see it. They see it, yeah. Yeah. Jason Goldenberg see it, sees it, and says, "We need to fix that." Yeah, he was playing through it and just toughness, right? Just hey, if the limbs are still working, I can still go up and down the floor. What's wrong with the little busted mouth? That's right. It's, uh, comes with the turf. So 
they'll use the infection control room a quick rule a quick timeout we won't take a commercial and they're working on Brogdon 748 first quarter Raptors have won 11 straight as opposed to other Toronto teams the Blue Jays have done it five times the Leafs have won 10 once so this would be the high water mark for any of the pro franchises in Toronto it's pretty impressive when it you is. think about it and the Raptors you know coming off of a great month of January tying the franchise record for 12 wins in a month and this team is just playing really really good basketball and and the fact that we're seeing the accolades come is not a surprise. Lowry down to the baseline. Kicks it to Van Vliet. Drives. Kick out. Ibaka three. No good. Far side. Ananobi in there trying to battle with Sabonis. But the big Lithuanian comes out with the ball. Brogdon three up top. No good. Rebound Siakam. 7.25 first quarter. 9-7 Pacers. Here come the Raptors left to right. Siakam. To Ibaka, swing it far side. Van Vliet, shot fake, drive. Down to the baseline, short corner. Works into the lane on Jeremy Lamb. Into the corner, Ananobi. And they call him on a walk as he shot fake Sabonis and took steps when he put it on the floor. Sabonis is very active. I mean, he's a mobile big guy. He's tough on the glass. Offensively, he's got a lot of moves in the toolbox. He's, he's just a very, very aggressive player with skill. Indiana back leading 9-7, under seven minutes to go, first quarter. Oladipo fall away near side from 12 feet, no good, rebound Van Vliet. Here comes Fred, near side, right wing. Drives on Oladipo, tries to kick it out. Turner's length deflects the pass, and the steal goes to Indiana. The Raptors are grinding in the half court because Indiana's defense is so physical and it's tough and it's consistent. Shooting only 27%. So we'll take a timeout. 6.36 first quarter. 9-7. Indiana leads Toronto. From Scotiabank Arena. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. Back in Toronto. 9-7. Indiana leading Toronto. 6.36 to go. First quarter. Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton. J.P. Ricciuto here on the floor. Up top, Jim Taddy with Steve Eliopoulos. You'll hear from Mr. Taddy with Josh Lewenberg at half and Radesh Bandy and Natasha Shivraj back at Raptors Central. Sherm, we talked about it when we took our headsets off going to commercial. The music could be slow and you could be dancing on only a couple of tiles tonight the way the Pacers are playing. Yeah, that's their style. They're going to grind you down. They're going to be physical. Most importantly, they're going to be consistent with that pressure that they put on you. So if you're the Raptors, what are your strengths? Turning teams over, get out, getting out in transition, scoring off of turnovers. It's a faster pace compared to what Indiana wants to play at. So you've got to really impose your will against the Indiana team that will really wear you down through four quarters. Raptor ball front court coming left to right in the black uniforms. Lowry drives into the lane. Shot fake on Sabonis, who doesn't buy. They kick it out. Van Vliet up top to Ibaka. Top of the lane. Jumper good. Surge gets it down. Raptors tied at 9. 6-10 first quarter. Not a clean catch by Surge, but Surge able to get that ball in position and knock down that shot. That's his area that 
18-foot jump shot Serge makes with consistency. Turner on the block, floats it up, no good. Rebound to Lowry. Back come the Raptors looking for the lead. Lowry lobs to Ibaka, jump, hook in the lane, good. What a pass by Kyle. The Pacers weren't looking, and he caught him napping. And he saw Serge made eye contact, was able to float that pass over the top ever so delicately for Serge to be able to catch it amongst two Indiana Pacers defenders and flip it in. Jeremy Lamb up top into the far corner. Miles Turner, rainbow three, no good. Rebound Ibaka. Raptors up 11-9, 5-25. Lowry with a spectacular move. A little hesitation. Froze the defender and had a clear lane to the cup. How good was that? Just got Jeremy Land to stand up a little bit, get out of his defensive stance, and Kyle blows by him. Brogdon to Sabonis. Elbow jumper far side, no good. But Ibaka called for the foul after the shot. And that's going to give Sabonis two free throws. Yeah, cardinal rule, don't foul a jump shooter. And that time, Serge, just a little bit too aggressive there. Had a good contest going, but the contact with the follow-through, they're calling it a foul, and Nick Nurse exasperated. Well, and and look, I... Here's what I feel about his pain. That shot was gone. Had no impact on the and, shot. And the one call that I do like in the college game, that would have been a foul after the shot. So you missed the shot, but we'll give you the rebound back out of bounds with a foul, but not shots. Yeah, I mean, the shot wasn't impacted. No. It was maybe the ability to go after the rebound. As so, a shooter knows where the ball is going usually. So I'll give you the rebound. Yeah, give right? you the rebound, give you the foul, take it out of bounds, but not two opportunities for points. Well, ball don't lie somewhere Rashid Wallace is saying as Sabonis misses both free throws. I think he yells that in his sleep. Yes, he does. Lowry drive, off balance, floater, good. Ten-footer in the lane by Lowry. Raptors up 15-9. Has a feel of that kind of game. Kyle was upset early, didn't get some calls, and now he's just playing all-out aggressive basketball. Sabonis gets to his left hand, kicks it back. Aaron Holiday three up top, no good. Long rebound, Brogdon. On the bounce, far side, right wing. And they say hold the shot clock. It should have gone back to 14 and not 24. And since it's at 21, they'll take the obligatory 10 seconds off and make it 11. So with 4.34 to go first quarter, the Raptors on a run. They lead it 15-9. It's nine straight for the Raptors. Brogdon in the lane. Reverse layup, no good. Rebound, Turner jams the rebound back up and in. Yeah, it's so tough. Brogdon gets around the defender and gets all the way into the paint, and Serge is forced to try and contest him. Guard's got a V back and get in front of the bigs like Miles Turner and prevent him from getting those offensive rebounds. That breaks a 9-0 run for Toronto. McCaw into the game. Gets it to Van Vliet. Guarded by Lamb. Near side above the arc. Fred wearing out the brakes on Jeremy Lamb. Now kicks it to Ibaka. Surge drive back to Fred. Shot clock at four. Great pass by Fred in the lane to Ibaka. Who throws it down? Good persistence by Fred. He really didn't have anything going on that possession but was relentless in his pursuit to make a play and to the dying seconds of the shot clock was able to find serve. Assistant coach for the Pacers, Bill Baino, who was former a former Raptor, Raptor assistant, yeah. yet said, 
this Raptor team multiple attacks when they get shut down, Sherm. We talked about that, and the fact is not only multiple attacks, but multiple positions on the floor can attack and make plays, and that makes them difficult to defend. 3.50 to go, first quarter. Timeout on the floor. 17-11 Raptors from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. Back in Toronto. Raptors leading the Pacers 17-11. 3.50 to go, first quarter. Toronto trying to push the win streak to 12 games. Sherm, what have you liked so far? Well, I mean, the Raptors have the lead, and they kind of flipped the shooting percentage. Indiana was shooting over 50% to start this game. The Raptors were around 27%. Now the Raptors have found their offense shooting over 53%, and Indiana under 36. In the lane, Jeremy Lamb lobs it up. No good. Pacers don't score out of the timeout. Lowry back with a transition three. No good. Rebound to Indiana. And even though Kyle misses that shot, it keeps the pace of play up so that the tempo is more suited for the Raptors to have success. Pacers come back, grinding in the half court. Turner near block. Out to the marker. First marker and knocks down a 12-footer near side. Left wing in front of Nate McMillan. Raptors lead cut to four at 17-13. Oh, the Raptors had a double team. Then both guys left Miles Turner and allowed him to get a wide open look. Siakam drives in the lane, misses the layup, rebound out to Lowry. Finds McCaw, three good, down the bottom of the well for Patrick McCaw. Raptors up 20-13. Brogdon drives, lays it up and in. Beat the Raptor defense, caught him flat-footed. Yeah, you can't have that. You scored a basket. They took it out of the net. Your defense is set, and Malcolm Brogdon goes all the way to the hoop without resistance. 2015 Raptors, and Ibaka has the ball kicked. And it'll be Raptor ball, side out of bounds. Far side, left wing. T.J. McConnell's an interesting guy. Philadelphia he just continued to earn respect and now he's in Indiana in a system that I think suits his style of game uh, Nate McMillan values him I'm sure McCaw in the lane lays it up and in but they're going to wipe it out saying that Siakam was pushed before he made the pass so take the deuce off the board still 2015 Raptors they'll inbound far side left wing you just can't stand when that happens oh. you've taken the contact you've made made the defense react to it and now on the pass for an easy bucket they want to call the foul that's frustrating two and a half to go first quarter raptors up 2015 mccaw straight away far side left wing now to lowry lob it down low to siakam on justin holiday drives into the lane Kicks it into the corner. Terrence Davis, three, got it. That's eight straight shots in a row dating back to last game for Terrence Davis. A triple in the bottom of the well makes it 23-15. Raptors by eight. Holiday, Justin Holiday. Drive, pull up three, far side, no good. Rebound Davis. Outlet to Lowry. 
quick hit ahead to Boucher, running the court, lays it up and in. Oh, great headman pass by Kyle Lowry, and great big man running by Chris Boucher, getting behind the defense for the easy two. Raptors up 25-15, 10-point lead, biggest of the game. McConnell to Lamb, three ball, got it near side. In front of Nate McMillan, the Pacers stem the tide and cut the lead to 25-18 Toronto by 7, minute 30, first quarter. And Lowry fouled as he went around the Boucher screen by Aaron Holiday. Well, Chris did a good job setting a solid screen, and Kyle didn't give Holiday any room to get between him and the screen. And Holiday ends up fouling Kyle, and Kyle tries to get the shot off to convince the official for the three point, the three free throw attempts. So Davis will inbound far side. Gets it to Rondé Hollis-Jefferson back in the lineup. Now McCaw works near side, right wing, into the lane, spins, floats it up, no good, but fouled by Goga Bataze. And the big man out of Soviet Georgia will take the foul. Patrick McCaw will go to the line for two. How about that move by Patrick? He kind of slow plays it. Forces the big to have to commit. And as soon as the big cut him off, he did a good job spinning to the middle, going into the contact and flipping it up and almost getting that shot to fall. And we talk about guys who were playing well prior to getting injured. Patrick McCall was one of those guys who just kind of was finding his footing and then he gets hit in the face and the nose gets damaged and now he's wearing a mask and you just wish guys like him and Norm and, and Mark can just stay healthy when they're playing well. Makes one of two from the line. 115 first quarter, 26-18 Toronto. Justin Holiday three near side, no good. But when Boucher ran out, the rebound right back to Holiday misses a second jumper. Here comes Hollis Jefferson. Rondé on the drive, kicks to Terrence Davis. Drive into the lane. Kick to McCaw. Far side, left wing, stutter dribble. Kick out to Siakam. Shot clock at 10. Pascal on Doug McDermott. Square, step back, jumper. Good for three in the bottom of the well. Good job by Pascal. Tried to attack, saw that the defense was too crowded, spaced it out. Got McDermott leaning backwards, was able to raise up and knock down that three. T.J. McConnell weaves through the lane. Raptors break down defensively, and he gets the layup 29-20 Toronto. Seemed like the Raptors thought they might have had a, a poke away there and stopped playing, and McConnell kept with it. Loose ball after the Raptors shot missed. On the ground, T.J. McConnell comes away with it. Nick says, one to give if you need it. The Raptors do have a foul to give. McConnell locked up by Siakam, now drives in the lane, knocked away. Toronto lose, gets the ball back after Indiana loses it, and then a loose ball foul on McConnell. Too bad, sure. Yep. The Raptors had a run out for a layup. A- another situation where defensively you do what you're supposed to do, and Pascal was just kind of play enough defense without getting the foul, and McConnell runs into Boucher, but if the Raptors get that ball ahead, it's an easy two points to end this quarter. Ananobi comes to the bench. He'll check back in. Boucher, free throw, no good. Chris wanted that one, Sherm. He just, as soon as he let it go, he wanted to take it back. Yeah, it's, uh, and Chris Boucher's been playing great basketball in the absence of Marcus Gasol, and 
You know, this is a young man who the confidence has risen in him for the yes. coaching staff and his teammates because of his consistency and how he brings it when he hits the floor. Makes a free throw, 30-20 to 20 Raptors, five seconds left in the quarter. Holiday drives past Davis, and Terrence, knowing he had a foul to give, went for the steal. And now Indiana will inbound with 2.9 and Chris near Bou- side. And Sorry, and Chris Boucher saying, I got it, don't foul him, I, I can guard this little guy. Justin Holiday up fake. Doesn't get the shot off. The Raptors have a 10-point lead after the first quarter, Sherm, shooting 55% from the floor. Yeah, doing a great job defensively as well, holding the Pacers to under 41%. But 11 fast break points in that first quarter. The Raptors getting back to who they are when they're pushing the ball. 30-20 to 20, Toronto from Scotiabank Arena. We'll have the second quarter in a minute. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. Back in Toronto, Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton, J.P. Ricciuto, courtside, Jim Taddy up top with Steve Eliopoulos. Back at Raptors Central, Arad Ashvandi and Natasha Shivraj. Raptors lead it after the first lap of the track, 30-20. to 20. And Sherm, they have done a really nice job after a slow start on the offensive end. The pace picked up, and Toronto has been served well by a faster tempo. Absolutely. It's just not their style to get in the half court and grind it out. So they figured that out after that first timeout. They picked the tempo up. They got things in their favor, and not only offensively did it change the game, it did defensively as well. McDermott, three up top. Misses the jumper on the pin down. Back come the Raptors. Ananobi, Hollis Jefferson, Davis, McCaw, and Ibaka in the black shirts coming left to right. Long jumper far side, no good from Terrence Davis. Still look good. Yeah, there. <laughs> Finally misses a shot after eight straight, dating back to last game. Indiana throws it away. They tried to get it to Aaron Holiday in the near corner. After the baseline drive by McConnell, turnover, back come the Raptors. McCaw. To Hollis Jefferson, near side. Squares on McDermott, on the block. Spins, kicks it out. Ibaka against Sabonis. Finds a cutting McCaw, lays it up, no good. Great pass by Serge, great cut. Just didn't have the finish. Yeah, great contest by Holiday at the rim as well. Just forced Patrick McCaw to have to think a little bit. Sabonis looking into the far corner to McDermott, who was cutting to the hoop. Throws it away, does Domas. And... The Raptors will bring it back, leading 30-20 to 20, a minute into the second quarter. McCaw, front court, right to, or sorry, left to right come the Raptors. Hollis Jefferson, kick up top, Ibaka straight away. Now to Terrence Davis, works right into the lane, drives on Sabonis, changes speed and lays it in. What a move by TD. And did not give any space to Sabonis when he changed gears. For Sabonis to block that shot. Stayed in his body. McConnell drive. Kick out. They swing it around. Sabonis three up. Top no good. Long rebound run down by McConnell. On the baseline. Kicks it along the baseline. Far side to Holiday. To Sabonis. Now to McDermott. Three in the air. Good. Dougie McBuckets. Knocks down a triple. 32-23. That's what he does, sure. Yeah, and Indiana... Quick to that second chance opportunity, and now that Raptors scrambling defensively don't get to 
McDermott in time. He's able to knock down that shot. Davis straight away. Step back, three in the air, short. Rebound, Justin Holiday. Off to his brother, Aaron. 9.49, first half, Toronto by 9, 32-23. Sabonis, near side, left wing, above the arc. Gets it to Aaron Holiday on the drive to the nail. Lobs it up to Justin Holiday, cutting down the baseline for the jam, far side. That's some driveway stuff. That is. Brother to brother, hooking it up. How many times that one happened? I don't know. The other guys in the two-on-two, Drew and Dad Sean, are pretty good, too. Absolutely. Illegal screen, offensive foul on Serge Ibaka. Turn it over and give it to the Pacers, trailing 32-25. Down seven at the 9-23 mark, first half. Yeah, Serge, just a little bit of that old international screen where you just keep on rolling and rolling over the guard who's trying to get around the screen as you roll into the basket and gets called for that foul. McConnell drive into the corner. McDermott three, got it, man. A quick catch and shoot. And Nick Nurse looking at his assistant coach is saying, we're supposed to go under on McConnell. Van Vliet open look at a three straight away, no good. Rebound Indiana, they're on a run. 32-28, the Raptors up. Indiana scores again. Wow, McDermott's on a personal little run right here. 32-30. Pacers on an 8-0 run. Van Vliet, stutter dribble into the lane to Ibaka. Blocked by Aaron Holiday. Here he comes on the run. Three on three to Justin Holiday. Kick to McDermott. Drives into the lane. Lays it up. No good. Tipped up Sabonis. No good. But a loose ball foul called on Toronto. It'll go on Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Well, again, McDermott getting all the way to the bucket, and Sabonis trying to clean that up. Second chance opportunity, and they get Rondé for a little bump as Sabonis tried to catch it and shoot it in one motion. It's a 10-0 run for the Pacers, and they'll try to make it a 12-0 run and tie the game at 32. I don't get that. Sabonis seemed like he was catching and trying to shoot it in one motion off the glass, and they gave him a side out. I guess they're saying no control. McDermott underneath lays it in. Timeout, Nick Nurse. 12-0 run for the Pacers. We're tied at 32. Yeah, Nick can't be happy with this group on the floor right now. Indiana getting whatever they want. And offensively, just the aggressor putting a lot of pressure on the paint and stretching the Raptors out at the three-point line as well. Timeout on the floor. 8-25 to go, first half. Toronto and Indiana tied at 32 from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. Back in Toronto, game tied at 32. Raptors and Pacers, a 12-0 run from Indiana as they have tied this thing at 32, Sherm. They have made... A solid stand right now. Absolutely, and and Indiana is kind of doing what the Raptors did to Indiana in that first quarter. Their movement, Doug McDermott is is in perpetual movement, three-point line, laying it in, attacking, and McConnell has done a good job as well getting into the guts of the defense to initiate and start that ball movement for Indiana. Here come the Raptors, front court, Davis, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Ibaka, and Hollis Jefferson. Raptors in the black coming left to right. Van Vliet, three up top. Good. Down the bottom of the well. 
for Freddie Van Vliet. Good job by Fred. I mean, a lot of times you want to make sure that your shot prep is there, and sometimes Fred is usually in attack mode to try and break the defense down. That time ready to catch and shoot. McConnell, near side, left wing, down the baseline, cut off, kicks it out. Aaron Holiday on Terrence Davis. Terrence locking him up. Holiday works left. Three ball in the air. No good. Ibaka with the challenge. Here comes Toronto with the rebound. Van Vliet front court on the bounce. Stutter dribble into the lane on Holiday. Lefty layup. No good. Rebound Sabonis. Holiday's a physical defender. Drives now on Hollis Jefferson. Kicks it into the corner to Justin Holiday. Sabonis to McConnell on the back door cut. Now to Justin Holiday, cross court. McDermott, open corner three, no good. Rebound, Hollis Jefferson. Well, if there's one guy you don't want to leave open in the half court, it would be Doug McDermott. Baca, deep three, no good. A little bit further than normal for Surge. 6.58, first half game tie. Uh, sorry, Raptors 35, Indiana 32. The Pacers are tied at 32. McConnell in the lane, floats it up and in with contact. Score it and give him one more. And I just talked about McConnell's ability to attack, get into the guts of the defense, and initiate offense. That time, McConnell gets the contact, plays through the contact, is able to flip it up and in, and gets a chance for an and one. So the son of a coach out of the University of Arizona, as you said, Sherm earned the respect and playing time of those in Philadelphia when he was there ties the game at 35. We've got 6.50 left in the first half. Van Vliet straight away on the bounce. Works far side to Lowry against Brogdon. Down the far side to Ibaka. Kick to Siakam near side above the arc. Drives on Justin Holiday. Kicks it out to Van Vliet. Deep three blocked by McConnell. Partially blocked. Here comes McConnell on the run. Justin Holiday pulls for three. Got it. Indiana with the lead. 38-35. Great individual effort right there by McConnell to block that shot, run the break, pace it nicely to allow Holiday to walk into a wide open look. Raptors come back. Ibaka with a bucket underneath. 38-37. Raptors have scored seven points in the first half of this second quarter. Sabonis to Justin Holiday fires a three and knocks it down. Biggest lead of the game for the Pacers at four. It's 41-37. Lowry back in the lane. Kicks it into the far corner. Siakam pulls for three. No good. Rebound Brogdon. Up the middle of the floor. On the bounce. Brogdon against Van Vliet. Gets it to McDermott. To Sabonis on the roll. Kicks it to McConnell. Up top, Brogdon drives into the corner. Holiday three. Got it again. Wow. Holiday has found a rhythm, and it's simple basketball. Guy's hot. You continue to find him, and Indiana's done a good job of that. Nick Nurse wants a timeout, so we'll take a break with him. 44-37. Indiana in the throes of a solid second quarter, outscoring the Raptors 24 to 7 in this frame. Let's take a break from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. 
44-37, Indiana, 5-15, first half. The Pacers outscoring the Raptors 24-7 in this quarter. 9 of 14 from the floor, including 5 of 9 from distance. The Raptors in this only 3 of 12, 1 of 7 from the land beyond. And Indiana taking it to the Raptors right now with a 7-point lead, their largest of the game. Yeah, Indiana doing a great job putting a lot of pressure on the Raptors. And, and again, their defense has had to react consistently to the movement of the Pacers. And having said that, the Pacers have done a good job in terms of taking away some of the things the Raptors were getting in the first quarter that gave them the lead. So the balance that Indiana has played with has been excellent so far in this second quarter. Raptor ball, black uniforms moving front court from left to right. Ananobi, Boucher, Van Vliet, Lowry, and Siakam. Van Vliet, reverse layup, no good. Tipped up and in by Siakam. Pascal tips a loose change back in the machine. Raptors cut the lead to 44-39. Yeah, Fred did everything there but get the finish. Pascal able to clean it up. Raptors in a little 2-3 zone. Justin Holiday fires another three and knocks it down. That man... Is cooking with some hot grease right now. Wow, he, that was a heat check, and he's still hot. 14 points, 4 of 7 from distance. Raptors miss a jumper. Back comes Indiana. Four and a half second quarter, 47-39, Pacers by 8. Raptors went to a possession of zone, now went back to man-to-man defense. Holiday in the lane, kicks it to Sabonis. Tipped out of bounds by Boucher, so Indiana will inbound. Baseline left, near side. They move right to left toward the Bay Street end of Scotiabank Arena. Now Kyle Lowry going to be tasked with defending Justin Holiday, the hot hand. Just pester him and make every catch difficult. Sabonis, near side, on the box. Turnaround jumper, got it. Goes back to that left-hand churn and knocks it out. 49-39 Pacers by 10. Well, the physical aspect of that matchup between him and Chris Boucher, Sabonis is going to win every time. Long three by Boucher. No good near side. Siakam had the rebound, couldn't squeeze it. And back comes Indiana. Oladipo, three. Good. Raptors suddenly down 52. Sorry, 51-39. It's a long two. Raptors throw it away. Kyle tried to hit Chris Boucher rolling down the middle. Just a little bit too much heat on that pass. It goes through Boucher's hands out of bounds. 3.30 first quarter. Indiana by 12. Raptors on the D. McDermott open corner three. No good. Rebound tipped away. Here comes Lowry. Four on three. Lowry to Van Vliet. Three ball far side. Good. Down the bottom of the well for Fred Van Vliet. Raptors cut it to nine. 51-32. Again, I like that. Catch the ball. Ready to let it fly. And and Fred makes no mistake with that bucket. Sabonis inside. Quick move. Spins. Misses the layup. Back comes Toronto. Van Vliet. Stutter dribble. Drives into the lane. Finds Boucher. Lays it up and in. Good attack by Fred. Took on three white jerseys. Was able to get all their attention. And at the last second, drop it off to Chris Boucher. 51-44. And Nate McMillan wants a timeout. Just as (laughs) Mr. Hot Justin Holiday was throwing in a triple. Another one. 
He's even hot after the whistle. Yeah. Just hot period. Yeah, no, he's he's found a great rhythm. And, you know, the last possession for Indiana, it was Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott on the near side. And the pick Raptors, your poison. Yeah, pick your poison. The <laughs> Raptors decided to go after the guy with the hot hand. And, and Justin Holiday did the right thing by passing it to McDermott in the corner, and he misses it. But you don't want to be caught in that dilemma too often with those two guys on one side of the floor deciding who you want to take that shot. So the Raptors are trying to pick it up and close the quarter on a bit of a run. Fred Van Vliet went to the ground after delivering the pass to Boucher, got up slowly, and now Scott McCullough attending to him on the bench during the timeout. Fred's a tough guy, though. Yeah. He's, he can take those hits and keep on playing, and that's just kind of his DNA. 2.42, first half, 51-44. Raptors trailing Indiana by seven. Well, they're trailing because Indiana's done a good job in terms of just changing what the Raptors were doing from that first quarter. 12 of 19 in this quarter. And McDermott fouled on a corner three by Siakam. And McDermott will get three free throws. Indiana shooting the ball well this quarter, Sherm. 63% on 12 of 19, 6 of 11 from distance. And that guy, Justin Holiday, has done some damage. All of his points, 14 of them coming in this second stanza. Yeah, and... The damage has primarily been done from the three-point line. But he's getting wide-open looks. Indiana's tempo and their ability to break the Raptors down and get into the paint and really force the defense to have to give those multiple efforts, contract, then get out to the three-point line, contract again and get out to the three-point line. It's just difficult to do with consistency, and Indiana has taken advantage of that with the Raptors. Two and a half to go, second quarter. McDermott knocks down free throws. 54-44, Indiana by 10. Front court come the black-shirted Raptors left to right. Van Vliet with a shoulder-high dribble far side. Gets it inside the arc to Siakam. Spins, floats it up, no good. Can't squeeze his rebound. Back comes Brogdon. This is one of the teams, Sherm, that Pascal has had some issues against. Yeah, you can see why. Brogdon to Oladipo. Down low to Miles Turner. Jabs on Hollis Jefferson. Step back jumper for Turner. Good. Well, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, Rondé did a good job making sure that Turner couldn't back him down. Then he just spaced it out knocked down the shot. Rondé misses the jumper down low. Boucher with the rebound. Puts it back up, and he's fouled. So Chris will go to the line for two. Minute 44 to go, first half. 56-44, Indiana leading by 12. Well, I like the attack by Rondé being defended by McDermott. Got all the way into the paint, deep into the paint, and just overshot the basketball. But that also forced Miles Turner's attention to go to the drive, and that allowed Chris Boucher, when that shot popped loose, to get it on the glass 
and get that shot up, and he creates a foul. But the attack is the decision that leads to Chris Boucher having that advantage on the offensive glass. Well, the Miami Heat just got a little better, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Pat Riley is traded for Andre Iguodala and Danilo Gallinari. Ooh, those are two good pickups. So the Heat suddenly have a little playoff experience. Some shooting, too. Yes, they do. Indiana ball front court leading 56-46. Oladipo, three, got it. A rainbow over Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Sometimes when that shot is contested, it forces you to to be very pure in your release. And that time, Oladipo got it up a little bit higher and finished that shot over a tough contest. Van Vliet into the corner. Lowry off balance, trying to get the foul, doesn't get it. Back come the Pacers leading by 12. Jeremy Lamb, three near side, no good. Rebound taken down by Brogdon. Raptors knock it away. Here comes Siakam. And Pascal looked like he got away with the travel, and they got the blocking foul on Justin Holiday. Now, that's something Nate McMillan can challenge. And they can go back and look at the travel. Right. I think it's too early in the game, and, and Nate doesn't want to use it right now, but I might agree with you. I thought Pascal was so surprised by Holiday being there that he didn't put the ball down right away trying to avoid the contact. Free throw good from Pascal. Siakam on the night, 2 of 9 for 6 points. Will toe the line for the second free throw. Try to bring the Raptors to within 10. And he does with 47.9 to go. Front court, here come the Pacers. Brogdon straight away against Boucher. Drives into the lane. Floats it up and in with the left-hand scoop. Malcolm Brogdon gets it down. And Indiana goes back up 12-60-48. Van Vliet to Lowry. Drives into the lane. Floats it up. Blocked by Holiday. Here comes Indiana. 20 seconds to go. Shot clock and game clock. About a second apart. Oladipo straight away. On the bounce against Lowry. Kyle leaning in. Oladipo on the dribble. Shot clock at five. And now Lowry takes the foul. They had one to give, so it'll be a side out of bounds, Indiana. Raptors with six seconds left on this shot clock defensively. Have to be solid here. Lamb gets it into Turner to Brogdon. Game clock at three. Brogdon drives to the hole. Floats it up and in at the buzzer. Malcolm Brogdon gives Indiana its largest lead of the game, 62-48 at halftime. Almost an identical left-handed flip layup over a defender that we saw earlier in this quarter. So Malcolm Brogdon coming alive late in the second quarter, making some tough buckets. So Toronto has some work to do in the second half. They're held to 18 points in the second quarter as Indiana outscores them 43 to 18. Let's take a break. Jim Taddy and Josh Lewenberg up next at halftime from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. 
This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. Tangerine Raptors basketball is on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Raptors in the black coming left to right. Van Vliet, three up top. Good. Down the bottom of the well for Freddie Van Vliet. Good job by Fred. I mean, a lot of times you want to make sure that your shot prep is there, and sometimes Fred is usually in attack mode to try and break the defense down, that time ready to catch and shoot. It is stunningly 63-48 for the Pacers over the Raptors at the half. Jim Taddy with you high above the court here at Scotiabank Arena. Let's go courtside to Josh Lewinberg. Josh, welcome in. That was a strange second quarter, wasn't it? Yeah, tale of two quarters indeed. Uh, just an ugly... A defensive quarter. I mean, they weren't sharp on either end of the floor, but specifically on the defensive end for the Raptors in the second. Uh, Pacers outscoring them 43-18. to 18. You have Justin Holiday going up for 14 points. At one point, he hit four consecutive threes. Doug McDermott, a familiar name for Raptors fans, a longtime Raptor killer going back to his days with the Bulls. He had 13 points in that second quarter. So it was the Pacers bench, the Pacers depth, that burned them there and I mean it was uncharacteristic for the Raptors who are one of the best defensive teams in the league the second ranked defensive team in the league they just weren't sharp on their rotations they were late closing out a lot of those threes that the Pacers hit were uncontested yeah I mean Indy is uh, red hot right now they're hitting their threes but they're getting really good looks so that's where it has to start here with the Raptors uh, correcting things in the second half they, they've got to uh, close out harder and faster and uh, contest some of these wide open looks that the Pacers are getting. Yeah, there's a couple of stats uh, that jump off the page. I want to go to the timeouts. Raptors get out scored 12-2, call a timeout, get out scored 12-5, call, call a timeout to regroup and get out scored 19-11. This might be the first time all year where we've seen three timeouts in a row that, and adjustments were made that didn't work out. Yeah, for some reason, they just couldn't get things going again because it was a really good start here for the Raptors. I mean, Indiana talked about defense. Indiana is the ninth-ranked defense in the NBA, and they've looked like it. I mean, the Raptors haven't faced a ton of defensive challenges here during this stretch, the 11-game win streak. In fact, Indiana, ninth-ranked, that's the second-best defense that they've faced since the beginning of the 11-game win streak. Philadelphia is the only team that's better than them. And, and I mean, they, they've look like it indiana defensively they're they're long they're big they're athletic and they've made the raptors work uh but uh, on the raptors side of things i mean like i said it's just these are these are uncharacteristic errors on their part so for the raptors to, to come in and I, I thought despite the defensive pressure that they were facing from indiana in the first quarter they did a really good job of of moving the ball and sort of getting into the teeth of the defense. Lowry, I thought, was brilliant in the first quarter uh, with nine points and, and three assists. But it, it was the bench that sort of turned the tide of the game and not in, uh, the, the way that they've been doing so recently. I mean, the Raptors bench has been so good during this 11-game win streak, the depth. Uh, but today, uh, the, the second that Nurse went to the bench to begin the second quarter, Indiana's reserves led by McDermott and... and uh, Holiday really started to go off. Uh, they had a, a hard time getting it back there. Even the starters couldn't get it back towards the end of the quarter. So uh, I, I don't know what you do here in the second half. Uh, you, you've got to lean on the starters here. Fortunately, you've got a day off tomorrow, 
and the starters haven't had to play a ton of minutes during the streak here, but y- you might need them given how things are going so far tonight. Yeah, to your point about the bench, during the 11-game winning streak, they were sixth in NBA, averaging 44.5 points per game, so the bench had done a nice job. In that second quarter, outscored 30-6 to by the Pacers' bench. Uh, having said all that, anytime we deal with numbers, we always go back to if the Raptors could tighten up defensively and play how they're they're supposed to that way, everything else comes out of it. So they have to make some adjustments that way, don't they? Yeah, I mean, that's become the identity of this team. It's on the defensive end. As great as they've been offensively during this streak, and they've been really good offensively, it, it usually starts with the defense. When they're defending, they're going to be in games, regardless of whether their threes are falling or what else is going on. I mean, the defense is the foundation, and, and tonight it, it, it's sort of let them down, and it's it's rare. I mean, we spoke about this earlier today on the air it's, the most impressive thing about this winning streak is not necessarily who they're beating because they have beaten up on a lot of bad teams, but it does sort of speak to any kind of winning streak like that, sort of speaks to the consistency and the focus where every night you are getting after it, especially on the defensive end. And um, all it takes is a quarter or a half where you take your foot off the gas and something like this can happen here. So a lot of time we've seen the Raptors come back from bigger deficits than this, but uh, it, it starts on the defensive end for them. That's how they have to get back into this game. Josh, thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, Jim. The Raptors' first half stat is brought to you by your Ontario Subaru dealers. Bring on winner in a Subaru. Hurry in for lease and finance rates from 0.99% at your local Ontario Subaru dealer. So we got some time here to go over some numbers. And I was talking about the bench in the second quarter for the Pacers. Off the bench, Holiday 14 points. McDermott, 13 points. Add in uh, another three, and you have 30 points off that bench. The Raptors replied with only six uh, two from Davis and four from Boucher, and that's just not the way the Raptors have rolled. So a couple of things here that if you go back into a sketch of how they were during the 11-game uh, winning streak, you would find that any time they really did the job defensively, all those offensive numbers would spin around, and then you could look at it and say, well, they were good, shooting good from three-point range. Well, that's because the defense was doing the job, and then the offense took over. In this particular ball game, in that second quarter, I want to go back to this, they were outscored 12-2 to start the quarter, timeout, adjustment made. Then they were outscored 12-5, timeout, adjustment made. Then they were outscored 19-11. And if you add all of that up, you get 18 for the Raptors and 43 for the Pacers. That is unbelievable. It's hard to believe, really, but it's only a quarter. I look back the last time they met, which was December 23rd. The Raptors had, for them, a bad first quarter. They were down 30-19 to and then rallied. They lost the game in overtime. But, you know, the one thing that you would say about the Raptors win or lose this year is they're always there defensively. We haven't seen it. I guess you could say in the first quarter they were there. Second quarter it wasn't quite right, so adjustments will be made, and we'll see what comes out of that. Just going to go over some stats here that – that are a little more positive, uh, and uh, we have Ibaka with 10 points so far. Uh, Kyle Lowry had nine. He had all nine in the first quarter. Van Vliet came in with six off the bench. Boucher had seven, and McCaw had four. In terms of uh, turnovers and what that has cost the team so far, it's really not that bad uh, for the Raptors through the half. Five turnovers for five points, and the Pacers six for nine but you're left with the stunning stat that the the Pacers have this 63-48 lead at the half and we look forward to see what the Raptors are going to do about it in the second half this is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 TSN 1200 Ottawa on TSN 1050.ca
set for the second half. It is 63-48. In the first half, the Pacers shot 54.3%, 40.9% from the outside. The Raptors 40.9% in total, 29.4% from the outside. Let's go downstairs to Sherman Paul. Guys, a big challenge here. It sure is, Jim. And, you know, it's never as easy as it looks, Sherman. The Raptors scored, put up 30 points in that first quarter. You figured, okay, they're off to a good start. They're doing what they do. And Indiana drilled them in that second quarter. There's no other way to put it. Indiana outscoring them 43-18. And Toronto's got some work to do on the defensive end, trying to get the pace up to where they want to try to get some easy baskets. I mean, the Pacers have done they've done a very nice job. And as we were saying, with the, the Dwayne Casey-style DNA around Nate McMillan, this, uh, this is not going to be... Just your run-of-the-mill, easy comeback for Toronto. Well, you're right. You figure before Christmas when the Raptors played them, there was no Malcolm Brogdon and no Victor Oladipo. Well, now they have both those guys back in the lineup, and now we're seeing what a complete Indiana team looks like, and they are tough to deal with. And, yeah, the Raptors did miss some shots, but you can't take anything away from Indiana's ability to really grind them down. And then offensively, Indiana explodes for 40. 43 points because they kept on spreading the Raptors out. They got the good looks on the three-point line. They broke them down off the dribble. It was just this constant movement and perpetual playmaking ability that they had on the floor that the Raptors struggled to deal with. Toronto Raptors shot 6 for 22 in the second quarter. Hence the Indiana lead. And the Pacers have the ball to start the second half as they move Left to right across your radio dial in the white uniforms. Sabonis, Brogdon, Oladipo, Lamb, and Turner. Sabonis, kick out. Oladipo, three up top, no good. Rebound knocked away. Pacers get it. Miles Turner doing a good job with that swipe at the basketball in the air, able to get that rebound. Raptors get the steal on this possession. Here comes Van Vliet on the run. Drives it. Lamb lays it up and in. Lamb just backed right off. And Fred did a good job of consistently forcing Lamb to retreat in that transition play till he got under the basket and Fred was able to just flip it in over the top. Raptors cut the lead to 63-50. Sabonis near side, right wing, cross-court pass to Brogdon, drive, kicks it cross-court high to Lamb to Oladipo, three straight away, got it. Good ball movement there. They're doing a great job going side to side with the basketball, and it's a skip pass over the top and just forcing the rotation back to the shooter to be such a long distance, and that time Oladipo wide open. 66-50. Siakam right under the basket, misses a layup. Rebound, here comes Brogdon. Biggest lead of the game, 16 for the Pacers. Sabonis to Brogdon. To Turner, into the corner, Oladipo, up fake, drive, kick to Brogdon, three up top is good. Pacers by 19, 69-50. The shots are too wide open, the closeouts are basically run bys to chase people off the three-point line, and the patience and decision-making after the dribble closeout has been excellent. Ananobi to Siakam, kick out Van Vliet, Ibaka, up fake, puts it on the ground, knocked away by Oladipo, and Lowry takes a foul. Stop the fast break, but it may not stop the Pacers. They are on fire. Well, Serge, that time 
gave up the shot, decided to put the ball down, didn't realize the defender was coming from behind. The ball gets poked free. Indiana's off to the races, and Kyle has to foul to stop the easy two. 69-50, Indiana by 19. Brogdon, or Lamb, near side to Sabonis, to a cutting Brogdon in the corner. Drives on Ananobi, down to Sabonis, knocked away by Ibaka, out of bounds into the rafter bench. It'll stay with Indiana. And that time the official, Jason Goldberg, and Derek Collins just couldn't make a call. They didn't know who the ball went off of. They looked at each other for some help. And it looks like they're going to call a jump ball. Yeah. Oh, they call Ed Malloy over from the other side of the floor to to discuss it. And it, it's going to be a jump ball. That's If you're Indiana, Nate McMillan is very upset thinking it's a basic That's defense. out of bounds. That's my ball, yeah, right? Defense hits the ball out of bounds. Offense gets the ball back. That doesn't happen. The tip is won by the Raptors, so it amounts to a turnover. Here comes Van Vliet on the drive into the lane. Kick to Ananobi. Raptors swing it around the horn. Siakam in the lane. Floats it up. Blocked from behind, but he's fouled by Sabonis. He got head and shoulders by Domas. And even though the shot was blocked from behind, the block will be called on Sabonis. Oh, they're saying the foul is on Sabonis, who tried to... Basically plant in front of Pascal Siakam. But as Siakam sidesteps a bonus, there was movement there. And even though Miles Turner was able to catch up to the play and block that shot cleanly, the contact on the body by Sabonis was what was the what was whistled. So the Raptors down right now 69-51. As I'm trying to discern, the largest margin they've trailed by this season was 30 to the Dallas Mavericks. And they got a lot of work to do now, Sherm. Down 69-52. Long jumper up top, no good. Here comes Toronto. Quickly hustles it up the floor. Siakam drives, lay it up, no good. Rebound Sabonis. Siakam still having his issues. He's 2 of 11. Loose ball, Toronto gets a steal. Here comes Pascal again. Kicks to Serge. Ibaka drives. Blocked by Turner. Here comes Oladipo. Two empty trips that would have been layups. Lamb drives. Kick to Oladipo. Down low. Siakam knocks it away from Van Vliet. Fred front court against Oladipo. On the bounce. Kicks it to Lowry straight away. 8.45 third quarter. Toronto down 69-52. Lowry weaves into the lane, bounces off Turner and lays it in. Does a good job. Two-foot stop. Forces Turner to pick a side of the basket. Turner picks the right side. Kyle lays it in on the left side. 69-54. Raptors trying to climb the hill and chip away. Front court, Indiana. Sabonis, elbow jumper. Got it. Soft touch by Sabonis from 16 feet. 71-54. Pacers. Ibaka pulls for three, got it far side, right wing down the bottom of the well. Even though Indiana's still up 14, Sherm, you can feel the pace quickening, and Nate McMillan gets his fire hose out and says, timeout, please. Yeah, this is a good timeout by Nate McMillan, understanding since that jump ball, the Raptors have been able to create a little bit of momentum. Before it gets fanned into a flame, he wants to stop it. Timeout on the floor, Raptors. 
trail 71 57 8 10 to go third quarter from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto this is Tangerine Raptors basketball across the TSN radio network Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton, J.P. Ricciuto on the floor in the second row at Scotiabank Arena. The Raptors trailing the Pacers 71-57. The lead was as many as 19 for the crew from the American Midwest. The Raptors have cut it to 14, 8-10 to go, and they're trying to continually chip away. Jim Taddy in the booth. You'll hear from him after the game. Radish Bandy and Natasha Shivraj back at Raptor Central. And we'll do it all again Friday night in the heartland of America, Indianapolis. Eight ten third quarter. 71-57 Indiana. Raptors trying to claw back Siakam, Ibaka, Lowry, Ananobi. Take the floor along with Fred Van Vliet. Pacers ball moving left to right. Lamb, Brogdon, Oladipo, Sabonis, and Miles Turner. Well, the Raptors had a little bit, little bit of success to start this quarter because after Indiana stretched them out the three-point shot, they started to get closer to those shooters so they didn't have the distance to cover. And then they turned some turnovers into offensive opportunities. That's their calling card. They've got to get back to that. Raptors... 15 points, sorry, 5 points off 6 Indiana turnovers. Indiana 15 off 10 miscues by Toronto. Lamb drives, floats it up, no good. And they've got the foul underneath on Ibaka. Sabonis, a handful down there, Sherm. You talked about his activity. He smells the ball, man. Yeah, his, his pursuit is relentless. He's not afraid of the contact. He delivers and takes shots. But he's also a guy who's very skilled for his physicality level. As the ball gets it to Brogdon between the rings. Bottom of the center circle, front court, leans over on the bounce. Works far side, three in the air, good from Malcolm Brogdon, 74-57 Indiana. Fred switched off Brogdon to roll with Sabonis, thought Pascal was going to switch out there to the shooter. Pascal ends up going with the roller as well. Wide open look for Brogdon. Siakam backs in on Brogdon. Turns to the middle. Floats it up. Back rim no good. Pascal 2 of 12 tonight. Here come the Pacers. you got to tip your hat to the guards defending Pascal. They're physical. They're under his body. Oladipo floats it up no good but fouled in the lane by Ibaka. And that'll send Oladipo to the line for 2. Serge Ibaka with his fourth personal foul in this game he's had a stretch here where gets a shot blocked and a couple of bad fouls on this end of the floor and just hasn't had a a, a stretch right now that he's wanted to have and the Raptors need Serge on the floor because of his ability to defend and make shots and I think he's turned down a couple of looks at the basket that you don't want to see him turn down I I saw him catch the ball and just hesitate slightly And, and Nick Nurse Always says when you catch the ball, there's three things I want you to do. Drive it, shoot it, pass it. And when you hold it, it it, it makes for problems. It does. It changes the flow of the offense. Your teammates don't know what to do now because they're not sure what you're going to do with the basketball. So that's why when the ball is humming, and, and this is what we talk about as well with Marcus Saul on the floor, there's usually that quick ball movement. Lowry in the lane. Jumper over Oladipo, no good. 75-57, Pacers by 18, bringing it front court. 
Sabonis to Oladipo. To Sabonis, near block, kick up top. Oladipo back to Sabonis, near block, backs in on Ibaka. Gets to his left hand, kicks to the far corner. Jeremy Lamb, three, no good. Great rebound by Van Vliet, that's peeling how, back. That's how you crack back as a guard and help out on the glass. Lowry, up top, off balance, gets it to Ibaka. The floater, good. Jump hook by Serge. Cuts the lead to 75-59. Got to dig in on D. Absolutely, and that time Kyle thought he was fouled but realized he wasn't getting the whistle. Still was able to find Serge. Brogdon has it knocked away by Van Vliet, and they caught the foul call on Fred, and he does not like it. You rarely see Fred react, yes. and and it seems like that that water level has to be very high for Fred to actually have a reaction, and that time he was very visibly upset with that call. Ibaka out. Terrence Davis in. Offensive foul. Brogdon runs over Lowry after going airbound to airborne to kick it out. And that turns it over and gives it back to the Raptors. Kyle doing what Kyle does. Defenders just don't understand how difficult that is. And offensive players just seem to get lulled into thinking that they can leave their feet and pass the ball. Back comes Toronto. Van Vliet up top. Raptors moving toward the Bay Street end. Kick out to Lowry. Three ball near side. No good. Rebound Sabonis. Front court. Here comes Indiana. Lowry knocks it away from Lamb. Then bellies up on him. They get it to Turner up top. Now to Lamb. Looking for Sabonis. Ananobi fighting with him. Sabonis gets it. Kicks it to the far corner. Oladipo three. No good. Rebound Siakam. Out duel Sabonis. Five and a half. Third quarter. 75-59, Van Vliet, drive, lay it in, far side. Good little in and out by Fred, full stride, able to get the defender off balance and keep that ball in the right hand and lay it in. Brogdon back, near side, right wing. Pacers in the white, moving left to right. Lamb, drive, finds a cutting, Oladipo, reverse layup, no good, rebound Terrence Davis. Toronto with numbers, Davis up the middle of the court. Find Siakam. Drive. Kick to the corner. Lowry three. Good. Down the bottom of the well. 75-64. Nate McMillan holds up his right hand, says, slow down, boys. Yeah, definitely. Indiana really getting caught up in the Raptors' pace and struggling offensively to find good looks. Back come the Pacers. The chant of defense ringing the foundation of Scotiabank Arena. Oladipo drive, tries to kick it out, intercepted by Davis. Drives at Turner, floats it up, no good. Turner takes it away, no foul call. Lamb on the run out, lays it up, no good. Here comes Toronto, 4-23rd quarter, trailing 75-64. Davis three in the bottom of the well. Timeout, Indiana. Terrence Davis drops it down. Toronto has cut the lead to eight. At 75-67. Well, after a questionable decision on the previous possession by Terrence Davis to attack, Miles Turner gets a shot blocked. This time, a wide-open three-point shot is able to knock it down. Raptors still flowing. 4-14 to go, third quarter. Let's take a timeout. 75-67, Indiana. The Raptors on a run. It's a 10-0 run for Toronto from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. 
Back in Toronto. Ah, the joint with a little juice as the Raptors have reeled off 10 straight and cut the 18-point Indiana lead at 75-57 to 75-67. Well, they've done a good job, and their activity has really raised the multiple efforts, the hustle plays that they're winning right now. And Indiana changed the tempo of the game in that second quarter. The Raptors have gotten it back to that first quarter tempo that created so many problems for Indiana. McCaw in for Van Vliet out there with Lowry who makes a steal on Jeremy Lamb. Drives it front court and lays it in. 75-69. Six-point Indiana lead. That's 12 straight for the Raptors with 3.55 to go. Third quarter. Brogdon drive. Kick to Turner. Back to Brogdon. Straight away against Siakam. On the bounce. Drives left into the lane. Puts his head down. Lays it up and in. Brogdon so good getting to that left hand for the finish. So strong. Is able to carry bodies to the basket and just hold his line and still have the touch to finish with that kind of contact. 77-69. Siakam backs down. Has it knocked away by Jeremy Lamb. Out of bounds. They're going to say... They're going to say Indiana ball. Wow, this is uh, Nick Nurse with an immediate challenge. And I like it, Sherm, when you got the momentum going. Nick Nurse getting an explanation from Ed Malloy saying, are you challenging? Yep, the light's flashing and it's either, I mean... Nurse is upset that it wasn't a foul, let alone, let alone a chop on Siakam. And rightfully so. And 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 I like the fact that he's challenging this. It's a key time, it, sure. Absolutely. It, people look at it and say you want to save it till the fourth quarter. But no, this is an important juncture in the game. And you want your team's momentum to continue. And this could stop it. So, yes. Or impact it at the very least. So I like this challenge by Nick and it looked like a foul from what we saw. So the question is now, not only do they potentially get the ball back, but that might allow them to give them another offensive opportunity to put the ball in the basket. So we're hoping to get a listen as to what's going on. Let's hear from Herbie Kuhn. It is Pacers ball, and the Raptors have Call used their own Pacers ball. Wow. Now, if you're the Raptors, you have to overcome that, and you got to refocus. And Kyle Lowry just approaching Derek Collins saying, never mind, out of bounds. Yeah. It was a foul. It's a foul. That's, and that's the issue. You missed that call seemingly, and, and that's more frustrating than anything else. Nick Nurse in the ear of Jason Goldenberg as he's a trail official. Indiana brings it front court left to right. And he's had a tough game so far. He has. Holiday to Brogdon. Far side. Turner, double team, tries to kick it out. Raptors knock it away. Here comes Siakam front court. Banged around the foul called. And Pascal this time will get his just desserts and two free throws. Well, I like the fact that the Raptors were physical on that cut by Jeremy Lamb. Didn't allow him to just cut to the basketball. They put some wood on him. 
and knocked him off balance, and that created the turnover, and Pascal is out to the races and this time gets the foul call. And, you know, sometimes you got to you gotta stay on officials. You yep. got to continue to work them and, and get them to understand that that you might not get this call, but the next call or the call after that, that's what you're working for, and that time Pascal gets the call. Yeah, it's like you're telling him, hey, man, you owe me one, and I want to collect it as soon as possible. Yeah, you've got them on high alert. It's a little bit of a bully tactic. Yeah, yeah give me my money. Yeah. Some Debo stuff. In, 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 the, in, the, in, the words of, in the words of the gangsters, get a man his money. 77-71. Raptors cut it to six. Here come the Pacers front court. 2.56 to go third quarter. Jeremy Lamb, Kyle Lowry all over him. Lamb drives, floats it up, no good. Back comes Toronto. Siakam front court. On the bounce, straight away. Kicks it to McCaw, into the corner. Davis, three, good! In the bottom of the well for the rookie, Terrence Davis. Raptors cut it to three at 77-74. No momentum shift for the Raptors. They've got it going and rolling right now. Raptors on a 17-2 run. Aaron Holiday near side, drives into the lane. Lefty layup up and in. It's a good take by Holiday. Took the contact, was able to spin it off the glass with his left hand. Raptors front court. Siakam spins on Brogdon. On the bounce, near side, in the corner. Backs in, gets right to the lane and lays it in. Would not be deterred. Pascal bounces it off glass and in. 79-76. This Toronto team is resilient. Holiday in the lane, kicks to the corner. Aaron Holiday guarded by Terrence Davis. Another drive. Kick to the corner. Justin Holiday three. Good. As Siakam was wiped out on the screen, trying to close out 82-76 Indiana. Good job. Holiday to Holiday. Wide open three. Lowry puts his chest on Jeremy Lamb. He is just abusing him at both ends of the court. Physical on D. Leaning on him on O. Kyle says, I got a ring, and this is how you get it. Well, Jeremy Lamb is definitely not a defender, and he's not physical, and the Raptors are really using that to their advantage. Lamb drives, floats it up, no good on Lowry. Kyle's in his head as he comes front court with the rebound. Drives, knocked down by Aaron Holiday. No foul, and Jeremy Lamb gets the dunk. Wow. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, boy. I can't believe there was no whistle on that play. Nothing. Like no charge, no block, nothing. no nothing. Siakam near side, left wing, on Lamb. 45 seconds, third quarter, 84-78 Indiana. Pascal drives, floats it up, no good, and is fouled. The Raptors, to their credit, keep taking it in there, taking it in there, taking it in there. Because they're going to start collecting at some point. Well, the officials are going to have to blow the whistle. And, and again, the mentality is don't settle. Keep on attacking. The whistle's not going your way, but keep on getting bodies, getting to the middle, finishing at the rim. Those type of shots are what you want. And, you know, in a situation where you could easily settle for threes based on not getting calls, the Raptors have refused to do that. So I like the mentality. Having said that, I don't know how these whistles aren't being blown. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of contact, and like you said, one way or the other, it seems like the whistle should be blown, and it's not happening, and it can be frustrating, but the Raptors have to play through it. 
So, Toronto shaves one off the lead with the Siakam free throw. 84-79. Pascal puts the ball in his left hand. Two dribbles. Dips. Fires and knocks it down. 84-80. 41.6 seconds. That's what's left. Third quarter. Brogdon on Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Drives right. Back to the left. Stripped by Siakam. Raptors get the steal. Pascal front court. 25 seconds in the quarter. Lowry drives in the lane. Floats it up and in with the left hand. The lead is down to two. 84-82. Lowry with another bucket. He's got 20 on the night. Now the Raptors have to dig in for another 12 seconds here and make sure they don't give up anything easy to the Pacers. Brogdon. Front court. Five seconds left in the quarter. Drives right. Kicks it to Sabonis. Cutting who lays it in. 2.4 seconds to go. And now they're going to inbound to Lowry. Drives. Mid-court. Shot. No good. 86-82 Indiana after three quarters. One lap of the track to go. Well, the Raptors fought hard in that third quarter. Gave themselves a chance to be in this position and they did it with hard work, defensive intensity, and aggressive offensive mentality. Got to bring that in the fourth quarter. One lap of the track to go, 86-82 Indiana. From Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, this is Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. Back in Toronto, Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton, J.P. Ricciuto on the floor. Indiana leading Toronto 86-82. You'll hear from Jim Taddy after the game. He's up in the gondola with Steve Eliopoulos. Back at Raptor Central, Aradash Vandy and Natasha Shivraj. Sherm, the pace is picked up, and the Raptors are back in the fight, trailing by four as we head to the fourth quarter. They are back in this fight, and it's going to be a tough fourth quarter. This is the kind of game that Indiana can thrive on where it's going to be possession count, it's going to be physical, it's going to be... Who has the tougher mentality to finish? Van Vliet to Ibaka. Off to Terrence Davis. Far side. Now to Ibaka. Up fake. Surge drive. Floats it up and in. And the foul. Nice pocket pass from Terrence Davis. And the Raptors have a chance to cut it to one. Surge with a great catch. And change of speed, Sherm, on the shot fake and the jump stop just difficult to guard well it is and like you said he caught the pass Sabonis knows he can shoot that little push shot with one hand he froze him got him off his feet then he took the dribble created the contact and was up in the air so he could get the and one it was a more decisive move than what we've seen from Serge early in this game in the lane Justin Holiday floats it up Ibaka's three-point play cut the lead to one. Here comes Toronto. Surge, a three for the lead. No good. Rebound, Doug McDermott. McDermott, McConnell, Holiday, Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, and Sabonis. Sabonis near block to McConnell underneath. Drives on Van Vliet. Kick to Sabonis. Shot fake. Now backs in on Ibaka. To his left hand. Back to his right. Back to his left. Spins it up. No good. Rebound, Justin Holiday floats it up, no good. Rebound, Terrence Davis. Here come the Raptors, front court. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson drives. Picks it up on the block. 
tries to pass across the baseline, trying to do too much, turned it over. Well, you're right, and Indiana does a good job of really suffocating the basketball. Sabonis in the lane, floats it up, no good, but fouled. Sabonis will go to the line for two. And again, the turnover leads to an offensive opportunity for live, Indiana. Live ball turnover, Sherm, right? Exactly, and, and that's the kind of thing that you don't want to happen. Indiana is not necessarily a transition team, but if they get you on a turnover, yeah, they're going to push the basketball, and, and that's what we saw in that possession. And to your point about Rondé just trying to make a play that's not there, that's what Indiana forces you to do. They do a good job of second, uh, uh, sending a second white jersey and sometimes a third white jersey to discombobulate the ball handler so that they shrink the floor on the passer and they make the offense really stagnate at that point. And that's what happened on that possession for the Raptors. So Indiana quells the threat a little bit. Two free throws from Sabonis make it 88-85 Pacers. Ibaka to Van Vliet up top. Fred drives. Elbow jumper off balance. Rear view challenge by McConnell. Had Fred jackknife in the air. Missed the jumper. Back come the Pacers. Well, McConnell blocked one of Fred's three-point shots, so definitely in his head a bit. McDermott, three up top on the kickout. Got it. Indiana up 91-85. Five straight for the Pacers. Can't overreact. McConnell's not the best finisher. You want to make sure he has to finish and not allow McDermott a wide open three. Ibaka, elbow jumper, near side, left elbow. 91-87, Indiana. They bring it front court in the white from left to right. Sabonis to McDermott on the dribble. Back to Sabonis. Now back to McDermott. Around the screen, three up top, good. This guy can shoot it, man. He's coming off that screen. He's squaring up. He's getting his shoulders in line with the bucket, and that finish is just consistent. Foul on McDermott against Van Vliet. You just can't let a guy like that Sherm shake free for any amount of time. Well, you're right. Now he's four of seven from the three-point line, 19 points in this game in 15 minutes. But this young man knows how to shoot the basketball, and you've got to stay connected to him. Toronto ball, front court coming right to left. Davis, three, no good. Rebound, Indiana. Here come the Pacers, front court. They lead it, 94-87. McDermott into the lane, kick out. Justin Holiday to Sabonis, three, far side, good. Indiana has punched it to 10, 97-87, and Nurse... Well, I thought he was going to take a timeout. His team doesn't know it. No, they didn't realize that he wanted a timeout. They play through it. Ibaka drives and lays it in. And Nick claps his hands and walks towards the bench. And it's pretty happy now that his team didn't see him wanting that timeout as Serge gets the and one to go. Serge fouled on his drive as Nick Nurse kind of like, guys, 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 nice play. Yep. Yep, he wanted the timeout. Nobody saw it on the floor. And the play continued, and Serge with a shot fake was able to put the ball on the floor and attack and get all the way to the hoop, make the bucket, and now get to the free throw line. So it's one of those non-timeouts that work out very well for the Raptors. Second three-point play by Ibaka. 
Free throw good, 97-90 Toronto, 8.48 to go fourth quarter. Sabonis up top to McConnell, drives into the lane, off balance, floater, good. Great touch from T.J. McConnell. Yeah, right foot takeoff, hangs in the air, Terrence Davis flies by, is able to shoot it with his right hand. Very, very tough shot. Van Vliet up top to Ibaka, down low, floats it up and in. Serge doing the job down there. He's got 23 for the Raptors. Good job by Serge. Really eliminated Sabonis on that play. Sabonis drives in the lane, misses the dunk, and the foul called. And Nick Nurse gets off his chair and says, so that's a foul. And what happens to my guys at the other end isn't. Yeah, this was a good move by Sabonis. Fakes a handoff, keeps his dribble alive, attacks, gets all the way to the rim, nearly dunks it, but gets fouled. Talking about, you know, how physical he is, but that's a skilled move by a big man. Yes, yes. All the way six feet above the three-point line. The action that was involved in that, he was supposed to go to a, a DHO, a dribble handoff. That's not there. He keeps his dribble alive. He attacks. He crosses into the middle, goes against the green of the defense, and, and almost is able to knock down that dunk on the Raptors. So just a lot of things happening on that play for a skilled big man. 8-10 to go in the game. Lowry back in the game. Raptors trailing 100-92. to Sabonis, second free throw. The left-hander out of Gonzaga from good lineage. His dad may have been one of, if not the best passing big man in the game, Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah, and I had a chance to play in Lithuania, and I played for Arvidas' team, Zalgris, and he would practice with us sometimes. And at his broken-down state, I couldn't imagine if he came over to the NBA when he was 21. He might have been in that conversation for a top 50 all-time greatest. Van Vliet misses the three. Raptors get it back. Davis misses the three. And Lowry gets his second offensive rebound on the trip and lays it in. 101-94, Indiana by seven. We tick towards seven and a half minutes, fourth quarter. Multiple efforts right there by the Raptors paying off with Kyle getting a wide-open layup in the middle. McConnell, elbow jumper, got it near side. That's his shot, going to his right, elevating, getting that right leg to kick around on the release. Lowry drives in the lane, floats it up, no good, but the foul called on Aaron Holiday, very demonstrative, and Jason Goldenberg gives him a long leash. Kyle will go to the line for two. Well, Holiday walked away and was just kind of with two fists, just bumping his head as he walked away doing the Darius Miles huh yeah the Darius Miles but it's not after a three-point shot made so Lowry on the line first free throw good for Kyle he's got 23 on the night Raptors trail 103-95 an eight-point deficit yeah Kyle working on a triple-double with eight assists and seven rebounds to go with those 23 points Second free throw for Lowry. Good. It's clean again. 103-96. Raptors need some stops. Front court come the Pacers. Left to right. Sabonis down low. One-on-one with Siakam. Turns into him. Kicks it out top. 
Aaron Holiday three, no good. Missed badly. Rebound to Lowry. Runs it up the middle of the court. Kicks it to Terrence Davis. On the bounce, back to Lowry straight away. Under seven to go in the game. Toronto down 103-96. Lowry three, good. Down the bottom of the well. 103-99. What a great screen by Serge Ibaka. Really took Holiday out of the play to allow Kyle to get that look from three. McConnell up top to Sabonis in the lane. Raptors playing a little triangle and two. Holiday three up top, good. He got it right back. You just knew he was going to make that one. That first one he took missed so badly that you knew he was going to try and, and make that second one clean. 106-99, Indiana. Lowry, kick out to Ibaka. Drive, spins in the lane, lays it up and in. Great spinning move by Serge Ibaka. Well, Serge got to Holiday's body and spun off of him and just eliminated the shorter guard and was able to lay it in at the rim. Front court, Terrence Davis on the bounce. Guarding the bounce. Indiana drives, can't get the basket. Here comes Siakam. Spins on Sabonis in the lane. Kick it out. Ibaka three, right wing, short, long rebound, McConnell. On the run, the little man to Aaron Holiday. Sidestep. Now kicks it to Justin Holiday. Sabonis to McDermott on the cut. Floats it up. No good. They got the foul on the floor against Fred Van Vliet. Timeout on the floor. 5.34 to go in the game. Top of the stretch. Indiana leading 106-101. It's a good, tight game. And they're going to see each other in another two days, Jonesy. This is going to be... Whoever wins this one is going to have a lot of firepower for the next matchup. Timeout on the floor from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. Back in Toronto, 5.34 to go in the ball game. The Toronto Raptors 11-game Franchise tying winning streak on the line. They trail Indiana 106-101 with 5.34 to go in this ballgame. It has been an entertaining, exciting, and exhilarating ballgame tonight here at Scotiabank Arena. And we'll do it again, as Sherm, as you said, Friday night at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Yeah, it's going to be another tough grinded out game potentially on Friday. Having said that, Indiana shooting over 53% from the floor, so they're getting some good looks and doing a good job in terms of putting pressure on the Raptors from the three-point line, especially shooting 50%, making 17 threes. Sabonis near side, right wing on Ibaka. Backs him in. Ibaka knocks it away. They get it to Brogdon. Has to throw it up with a shot clock running down. Great D. Here comes Toronto. Trailing by five. 5.13 to go. Raptors coming front court, right to left in the black uniforms. Ibaka to Siakam. Great backdoor pass. And Pascal hammers it down with two hands. Good job by Serge. Catches. Pirouettes. Faces the basket. Serge, um, excuse me, Pascal cuts on time. Serge delivers the basketball for the easy dunk. Brogdon up top. Holiday three. Got it. Justin Holiday knocks it down. 109-103, Toronto still down six. Again, we're seeing the three-point line do wonders for the Indiana Pacers. 
Lowry to Ibaka, drive, floated up, no good. Rebound knocked away, Surge rescued it, but Indiana comes away with the loose ball. Rescued it and then rushed it when he got it back. Sabonis to Oladipo in the lane, the floater up and in. Indiana pushes the lead to 8, 111-103. Well, again, what you're seeing is Victor Oladipo enter the game late, and this is the guy who can close games for Indiana. Siakam rescues Davis, who let the ball go after the dribble. Pascal, corner three, no good. Rebound, Indiana. And they take the air out of the ball. They walk it up the floor. They take their time. And this is where Indiana can really grind you. Brogdon, three, near side, good. Mm, Came off that screen. Surge has the big defending that screen and roll. Three, four feet away from Brogdon. Brogdon, with no hesitation, raises up and knocks that three down. 114-103, 11-point lead for Indiana. Lowry drives, fouled by Holiday. And Kyle going to get a couple of shots. Indiana Sherm, as you pointed out, still shooting the ball at a tremendous clip. 55%. Yeah, and and the dangerous part about it is shooting 51% from the three-point line, and it's not like a a 5, 6, a 10 type of thing. It's 19 three-pointers made by Indiana. They are shooting it very well, and, and they're getting a lot of good looks when they attack as well. So... Indiana's been very good offensively. They they had a lull in that second quarter, but other than that, they've been pretty effective on the offensive end. Timeout, Nate McMillan. 3.32 to go. Raptors trail 114-105 after the Lowry free throws, giving Kyle 29. Shermie had 30 in a loss on December 23rd in Indiana, and ironically in that game, no Norm Powell, no Marc Gasol. Absolutely, and in this game, having to contend with Victor Oladipo and Malcolm Brogdon is a different situation, but Kyle has been very good in this game, and a lot of guys have been good. Serge has been very good in this game. You know, Pascal has had his moments, but it's just difficult with this Indiana team at full strength. 3.32 to go in the ballgame. Raptors. Trailing the Pacers 114-105. We've said it before, Toronto with an 11-game win streak. And it's on the line right now as the Pacers are attempting to break the streak and go up 2-0 in the season series. And credit the Pacers. I mean, they're coming in to an arena with a hot team who has a a winning streak that is going to, if they lose, set the franchise record. So a lot of motivation for Indiana to come in here and play well, but it's not like Indiana wasn't playing well coming into the building. So it's it's, this is a matchup that when you're trying to accomplish something can really say that you're getting the job done because people say, well, they're beating sub-500 teams. Well, A team like Indiana that's very good is a team that really shows you what you have to work on if you don't get the win and how good you are when you do beat them. So the Raptors trail it and 
They'll try to mount something defensively. Indiana will have the ball out of this timeout. Pacers ball. They'll come front court left to right. Let's see what Toronto comes out in Sherm. We haven't seen the zone much tonight either. No, you're right. We saw a few possessions of it, but it seemed like more one and done just to throw the rhythm of Indiana off. And I mean, with Indiana shooting over 54%, I can't say it worked all the time, but now you're in a position in a nine-point game with 3.30 left. Can you get a stop, get a bucket, and continue to shrink this lead? Brogdon front court. Gets it to Sabonis in front of the Raptor bench up top to Oladipo. Guarded by Siakam. Siakam, Davis, Van Vliet, Lowry and Ibaka in the black shirts. Oladipo, shot clock at five. Gets it to Sabonis in the middle of the lane. Fouled as Van Vliet and Siakam converged on him. You could see, Sherm, that was a well-executed play kind of a slip screen as Sabonis came up didn't really set the screen and dove to the basket well they kind of counteracted what the Raptors were trying to do the Raptors put Kyle Lowry on Sabonis knowing that he was going to come up and screen so that as Pascal got screened Pascal could switch on to the bigger Sabonis and Kyle could take the smaller Victor Oladipo well as you said Sabonis saw that came up and slipped it and rolled to the basket forcing Pascal to stay with Victor and if Kyle was going to try to switch he had to retreat and that's right. a tough retreat to, to happen right there and, and Victor was able to deliver the ball and the back end of the defense was completely exposed and that's why the foul was created Sabonis calmly knocks down two, 116-105 it's an 11 point pacer lead as we tick towards three minutes fourth quarter Lowry in the lane, floats it up, no good. Wanted the foul from Sabonis, didn't get it. Toronto in tough right now. Down the stretch we come. Inside three minutes, Indiana by 11. Brogdon gets a switch on Ibaka. Backs out, just a step inside center, going to go to work. Pull up three in the air, no good. Long rebound, Siakam. Pascal front court to Lowry. Back to Pascal. On the bounce against Holiday. Drives, spins, floats it up and in, and a foul. A chance for an old time three point play for Pascal Siakam. Good job by Pascal. He has the smaller Holiday trying to defend him, and all he has to do is get into his body, spin and use his size, and elevate and shoot over the top. And Pascal is able to make the bucket and now get to the free throw line. Best case scenario, you get a bucket, you stop the clock, get a chance to put a point on the board and get your defense set. 116-107, make it 108. Raptors down 8, 2.30 to go, fourth quarter. Toronto extends the defense, full court. Holiday fouled by Siakam in the backcourt. Oh, boy, you're about three, four seconds from the time count violation in the backcourt. Yeah, just unfortunate that Pascal fouls Holiday there. I thought that full court pressure sunk in and was creating some hesitation with the Indiana Pacers, and that foul right there just kind of bails them out and puts them on the free throw line. Holiday 
Free throw good. 117-108. Justin Holiday knocks down the free throw. Second free throw also rattles down. So Toronto trailing it now. 118-108. Siakam, far side, gets it to Davis, to Lowry, straight away. Now to Van Vliet, near side, down low to Ibaka. Double comes, Serge holding, finds Siakam underneath, lays it in. Good job by Serge. A little pass fake to make sure Sabonis was going to commit, and as soon as he committed, he found Pascal. Raptors, full court pressure. Indiana breaks it. Brogdon, midcourt, gets it to Oladipo. Front court, on the bounce, Oladipo, near side, right wing. Down low to Sabonis on Davis, double comes. Sabonis dribbles it out in the lane to Holiday, but a shot clock violation, great D by Toronto. Good job, Pascal comes over for that double team. Hands high, he's big, make sure that Sabonis doesn't initially see a passing lane. Forces him to back out. The shot clock is winding down by the time he throws it into the middle. It's a violation. So the Raptors get a stop. They trail 118-110. Siakam drive, kick out. Lowry steps into a three. Good! Down the bottom of the well for Kyle Lowry. A minute 33 to go in the game. 118-113. Raptors pressure. Brogdon. Gets it over center to Turner. Thrown away. Ball out of bounds. Oh, they say Indiana ball, and they're going to review it, though. Man, I thought that one might have gone off Turner. They're going to review it, though, as Toronto almost had the turnover. I tell you what, the activity, the the pressure that they put on the Pacers, that's going to be a tough one right there. We just got to look at it on the, the monitor here. It pops through Miles Turner's hands and then, uh, can't call that one. Well, you can't change it. That's the thing, Sherm. There has to be irrefutable evidence to change it. And I don't know if there's anything there that says turn that around. And and that's the tough part. And it's why the call on the floor is it's crucial. It's crucial, yeah. It is crucial. It's crucial, and, and to figure it out, and, and and this is the great thing about the replay. I mean, they're going to get it right. Yes. And and what it does is it doesn't leave any emotion in it. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. when there's no replay and the decision is made and one team thinks it's wrong, that, that emotion can bleed into the rest of the game or the very next play. That shouldn't happen now when you get conclusive evidence of whose ball it should be, that emotion doesn't continue to feed. So we've got two or three looks at the replay, and we're struggling. We're struggling. Ed Malloy still communicating with Sakakis. And multiple looks at the replay, still waiting, still checking. It's not a good sign for an overturn if it goes this long. No, it's not. And it's like when we play golf, Sherm. If you're looking for a break in the putt, there's probably no break. 
Yeah, but still probably going <laughs> to miss that putt. Well, my, my point being that the Raptors may get this call going against them. So it looks like they're going to turn it around. Yeah. And it'll be Toronto basketball as they're going to overturn the call. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Overturned. It's Toronto ball. So now if you're Indiana, it's no emotion. It's just play defense. And if you're the Raptors, your defense works. So you've got to build off of that. Forget about all the commotion about trying to figure out whose ball it was. The effort you put out there defensively created this opportunity. Toronto will bring it front court. Minute 20 to go. They trail 118-113. Siakam drives on Sabonis, floats it up, no good. But Sabonis fouls him. And Pascal, in the throes of a tough night, continues to take the ball in there. Play the city game, he'll get two free throws. That was an interesting sequence there. Pascal just went the length of the floor. There was no pass. Sabonis kept on retreating. Pascal kept on eating up the ground until it got to a point where he wanted to shoot it and created contact, and there really was no reaction on either side. Missed the free throw, as you can tell from the groans of the Scotiabank Arena faithful. 115 to go. 118-113. Even if he makes this, it'll be a two-possession game. Siakam takes his two bounces, dips, fires, knocks it down. 118-114. The Raptors go to the press again. Oladipo back to Brogdon. Pass in the middle, intercepted by Siakam. Pascal drives, lays it in. Davis makes the steal underneath. And no, no steal. Indiana had called a timeout. Wow. 118-116, Indiana had called a timeout, or else Terrence Davis had stolen the inbound. Wow. Official Jason Goldenberg. Goldenberg, He said, he said, he came into the play and he stopped everything and said, before that play even started, that Indiana was calling a timeout. So in all the emotion of the potential turnover, that's a big call to make. Yes. If, if that if Nate McMillan's calling the timeout, it's the right call. Well, the Raptors have cut it to two at 118-116. And Indiana leaking oil coming home here. Let's see if Toronto can get a stop. Sherm, put your coaching hat on. Do you come to the press? Do you change the press? What does your defense look like out of this timeout? I think you stay with that press and understand that they're probably going to bring someone from the backcourt to release the pressure so they can get it over the first line of that press and move the ball into the front court. So your back line and your defense in that press has to be aware. And you might be exposed a bit on the back end, but you hope the pressure on the basketball will defend the back end so they can't just fire it over the top. 60 feet to a teammate down the floor. Indiana says, don't worry about the press, Coach Hamilton. We're going to advance the ball. Smart move because that press was creating a lot of issues for Indiana. They'll inbound and throw it into the backcourt to Oladipo. 
One minute to go, and down the stretch we come. 118-116, Indiana. Lowry dogging Oladipo. Gets the switch now against Ibaka. Crowd standing, chanting for D. Oladipo drives, floats it up, no good. Rebound Ibaka. Here comes Lowry front court. 40 seconds to go in the game. Lowry turns the corner, drive, kick it out to Ibaka, to Siakam. On the dribble against Holiday. Pascal drives into the lane, kick out Lowry to Ibaka. Three for the lead, good! Down the bottom of the well for Serge Ibaka. Toronto up 119-118. And that could have been an and one, Serge knocking that shot down, getting the contact after, but making the bucket. 15 seconds to go in the game. Toronto by one. Sabonis to Oladipo. Three for the lead. No good. Rebound. Indiana has it. Oladipo has it knocked away. Goes to Brogdon. Drive in the lane. Knocked away. Toronto's going to win it. This place is Bedlam. The Raptors stand tall defensively they scrap they scratch they scrape they stop indiana on the last possession and serge ibaka's three ball holds up toronto wins a franchise record 12th in a row the final 119 118 unbelievable resiliency and toughness shown by the raptors to dig this one out complete team effort down the stretch Kyle Lowry joining us. Kyle, we're right behind you. Take me through the last offensive and defensive sequence, Kyle. Surges three, and then what happened at the other end? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no BS, y'all. I'm tired. <laughs> um, it's really a blur, but we did a great job of getting stopped. We rotated. We talked it out. We switched it. Surge made him drive. We got a rebound. We went. I, I was aggressive. Threw back to Serge. Serge threw the P, P through to me. I swung the Serge. <laughs> Knocked down three. It was a hand one. My person hit. Um, and then last possession, it was just great defense. Overall hustle. Kyle, you guys had to figure out the three-point line. They were making threes. They were spreading you out. The recovery was longer. What did you guys do to adjust to take away those looks that were getting earlier in the game? Uh, uh, honestly, we uh, started switching. And then early in the game, we wanted to take their all-star out of the game to bonus. And, uh, you know, we kind of wanted to make sure he didn't get off. And that's why it opened it up a little bit more for them. Um, and then we just got a little bit more physical, a little bit more on the same page. Um, and we just played a little bit harder. Kyle, it takes a lot. You know, you play hard. Anything can happen when you play hard. Yep. It's funny because the Indiana coaches talked to me about that, about how hard you guys played. Kyle, talk to me about the resiliency of this team, though. You guys are down 19 <laughs> in the second half, yep. and you come back to win it. Uh, 19 compared to 30 is nothing. <laughs> uh, but it's just playing hard and uh, continuing to believe in each other and in ourselves and, um, and just continue to, and, and to go with what we, what we uh, believe in. Good Kyle, job. I'm done, y'all. I'm tired. <laughs> Great Appreciate win, it. man. We'll see, you, we'll see you again on Friday night in Indianapolis. What a win for the Toronto Raptors. It's a franchise record 12 in a row. The Raptors defeat the Pacers in a wild and frenetic finish, 119-118. This team continues to prove how tough they are, both physically and mentally. 
There's no quit in this group, and there's a belief that whatever's in front of them, they can overcome as a team, and that's a special situation to be in. So catch your breath and listen to Jim Taddy on your drive home from the arena, or if you're just tuning in, he'll recap it for you. What a ball game here tonight at Scotiabank Arena. The Toronto Raptors set a franchise record, 12 straight wins, and the meter still running as they head to Indianapolis on Friday. Toronto comes back from down 19 and leans out the Pacers at the wire. 119-118 the final. For J.P. Ricciuto and Sherman Hamilton here on the floor, we say this has been Tangerine Raptors basketball on the TSN radio network. Good night from Scotiabank Arena. This is Raptors game night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Indiana has it. Oladipo has it knocked away. Goes to Brogdon. Drive in the lane. Knocked away. Toronto's going to win it. This place is bedlam. The Raptors stand tall defensively. They scrap. They scratch. They scrape. They stop Indiana on the last possession. And Serge Ibaka's three ball holds up. Toronto wins a franchise record 12th in a row. The final 119-118. Unbelievable resiliency and toughness shown by the Raptors to dig this one out. Complete team effort down the stretch. Wow, that's extremely well said. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena. Raptors game night 119-118. The finals, the Raptors squeak out a victory. That's 12 straight franchise record. And you want to talk about resiliency. I mean, this comeback, this is a marvelous second half after a dreadful second quarter. But in that fourth quarter, there's the press that was very effective. And then you got three guys that carry the ball offensively. And obviously Serge with the final three. He had 15 points in the fourth quarter. Kyle had 12. Uh, Spicy P had 10. There's your 37 points in the quarter. Those three guys plus rock hard defense. It was a cat and mouse game for most of the fourth quarter with the Pacers seeming to play with a, a seven-point bulge. The Raptors would get close and go back to seven, and this went on until the final two and a half minutes, and then the Raptors pressed their way to a victory. Let's bring in Matt Cause to help us analyze this. Matt, welcome in. How are you tonight, sir? I am incredible. Um, the funny thing is... <laughs> I was prepared. My narrative was <laughs> concern about Siakam, about, well, the Raptors, you know, again, not a great record against the top teams in the East. Mm. And then over the last, you know, they close out the fourth on a 9-0 run, an incredible end on a night where the Maple Leafs looked pretty lousy against the Rangers. The city needed it. But as for the Raptors, what an incredible team, an incredible story, an incredible run, and an incredible end of that game. Well, there's a pretty good contrast in a lot of ways between the Leafs and the Raptors. We'll deal with that later on in the broadcast. Yeah, but, yeah, we can but, stick, yeah, whatever you want to do. But for here and now, this equaled, it felt like one of those playoff wins, just pick one, on home court last year where you, were, you felt like you were discovering what the Raptors were. And even though they'd won 11 straight, this, I mean, and Jonesy said at the end, the resiliency, uh, the hardcore defense, it just reached a new level tonight. It really did, you know, and it's it's about that fourth quarter. 
You know, it's it's about where the Raptors at one point were trailing by almost 20 points, and the defense allowed them to get back into the game. Um, and, and by the way, the offense, they shot 50%. You know, they uh, 38 from three and 88% from the free throw line. So they did a good job offensively, but they needed that in the fourth quarter. And what a contrast. Think about this. The second quarter, they allowed 43 points, you know, and then the final three, four minutes, they shut down the Pacers. Uh, an incredible run by a Siakam, by a Baca, just, you know, everyone, uh, Lowry, everyone defensively late in that game. Yeah, I mean, what was missing for a lot of the fourth quarter was stops because they would match them yeah. bucket-wise. But, but that press, I mean, we've seen it before. That's airtight. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what's been the calling card of the Raptors? Their ability to lock a team down, you know, their ability um, to go long stretches where they force turnovers, force bad shots, and then they were able to go the other way and just and, and get offense from defense, get fast breaks. And, you know, we certainly saw that from uh, Pascal Siakam, who, you know, like one for six in the first quarter, one for three in the second quarter. And then what he was able to do late, and I know, like, listen, Lowry with 32-10-8 and Abaka with the game-winning three-pointer and 30 points as well, those two guys are, are the big headlines. But if you go and rewatch, you know, the last part of that game, Abaka, or excuse me, Siakam is all over it. Yeah, he is. So in that fourth quarter, he was four of five, missed his only three-point attempt. Uh, Serge was six of nine and one for three from the outside, and Kyle was three of four and hit both from three-point land. I mean, that's there's your 37 points in those three guys. Sprinkle in the airtight, uh, you know, press at the very end of the game, and that's that's a really, I mean, that's a playoff-style victory. It is. And, you know, playoff style is, is the right way to look at this game. The Raptors, you know, um, if the play, it, it, my God, if the playoffs started today, the Raptors would be taking on Philadelphia, which, which is, you know, I mean, that's just bizarre. And Boston winning tonight against Memphis, uh, so important for Toronto. They stay a game and a half up. But, yeah, that felt like a playoff game. Like, you know, and it, it's funny. It reminded me of the last game they played. Remember the 120-115 overtime loss yeah. uh, to the Pacers where – same thing as the game got closer to the end, the intensity ratcheted up. And that's kind of what playoff basketball is where, you know, um, buckets are harder to come by defensive intensity. You feel it more throughout. You felt it tonight. Um, and you know, it, it should be reminded again, no Norm Powell, right. no Marcus all. So now in 51 games, the top seven guys for the Raptors have only been together for 17 of 51 games. And yet the Raptors have the second best or the third best record in the NBA, the same or better record that they had last year at the same time with Kawhi Leonard. So, um, you know, a, a remarkable night where, they, let's face it, they relied on the starters. This, yeah. was not, this was not a bench game. The bench, you know, provided, I think it was like, like 22 points and That's right. was, pretty, uh, was pretty a relevant threat. This was Siakam, Abaka, and Lowry. This was about those three guys with a little bit of Van Vliet. Yeah, the bench had uh, been contributing almost 45 points a game during the previous 11 games and 22, as you say tonight. The marvelous thing about this team is you have confidence that it's going to happen. You just don't know how. And as you detail, it was the starters tonight, which is kind of a change, a welcome change, right? But it's what you need. I mean, let's face it, a lot of those games against inferior teams, good for the Raptors, because the truly good teams, they stomp on bad teams. 
And that's what the Raptors have done during this, the winning streak. Now, they've had a couple impressive wins, like against Oklahoma City, but, you know, they would beat teams like Chicago or Detroit, and they would outscore their opponents in every quarter. Tonight was different. Tonight, Lowry played 38 minutes. Siakam played 40. I mean, that's part of it. I mean, yep. this was, as you said, uh, Jim, this felt more like a playoff game. And a playoff game, the starters are going to play more minutes. So this was not a night for for the bench. And, you know, if you look at the 11-game winning streak, I believe five or six different Raptors have led the team in scoring. It's, you know, very diverse attack. Tonight it was just basically 21 shots from Ibaka, 21 shots from Lowry, Siakam 18 shots, but went to the free-throw line 11 times. This was, okay, Stars, you got to do it tonight against a Pacers team that was desperate for a win. You know, they'd lost to the Knicks. They'd lost to Dallas. You know, this is a team that really wanted to win, and uh, good for Toronto. They, kind, they, they stole this win, but, you know, uh, the last time they played the Pacers, you could say Indiana kind of stole that one from Toronto. Yep. So this was one where Toronto deserved to get the win. Well, and there's a couple of calling cards the Raptors leave on the floor on a nightly basis. Uh, one is uh, stealth defense, uh, and it generates the offense, and that was certainly the case in the second half. Don't know what the heck happened in that second quarter where they there were three timeouts and, and they made adjustments, but none of them seemed to work, but they sure figured it out at halftime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, look at it. And you're right. Second quarter, 43 points. Third quarter, 23. That is, that's a hell of a run. And part of it is just sometimes just basketball. Shots just don't get in. But, you know, you, you, you Nick Nurse, who's better at in-game adjustments? whether it's starting two bigs, whether it's doing creative defenses against Golden State, and then good for the team to be able to respond. You know, I mean, this is, this is a proud team. And, and, Jim, think about it. Like, this is one of the, the most unique teams I've seen where they're the defending champion, they're winning a lot, and yet we still have the title Scrappy. Yeah. And Scrappy is usually code for team that's overperforming but isn't that talented. And the, the, the Raptors have plenty of talent, but they're a weird team where they're the defending champs and yet they're underdogs and yet they're winning a ton impressively and yet they're doing it with not that one true superstar but with plenty of guys in the middle. I would suggest to you that this is a very tough team to play against, which is a great compliment. Yeah. Uh, offensively, you don't know where it's going to come from if you're the other team because it can come from anywhere. And defensively, you don't know where it's going to come from. And if you did a poll around the NBA, you might find that, you know, who defends you the toughest? Uh, the answer might be the Raptors as a team. It's not one individual. Well, listen, you know, um, if you remember yesterday on the jump, um, Jackie McMullen, fantastic NBA reporter, she was in, and she's you know based in Boston. She was interviewing Jason Tatum. I think had a great game tonight in that uh, Celtics win. Um, but you know against uh, against Orlando, where they beat Orlando by 16. And Jackie McMullen mentioned that that Jason Tatum. You know she asked, who's the guy that gives you the most trouble? And she said, it isn't one player. And and he said it's the Raptors. So the Raptors organization, what they do with throwing out different looks, different guys, and just, you know, making it difficult for you both physically and mentally, you know. So, that, I mean, that's the calling card that's coming out. And I, I think, you know, for me, one of the big things is in the regular season, it's great when you have different guys who can beat you. But in the playoffs, and, you know, this is such a cliche, but it's true, do you have that guy when things slow down and defenses get better? Do you have that guy? And the ball was in Siakam's hands a ton. Now, Abaka got the winning three-point shot, but the ball started with 
Siakam. And, you know, if you go back to around, you know, if you go after that missed three-pointer, after that rebound, driving shot, he, you know, and, and, and won, then a layup, an assist, another free throw, a steal, a two-pointer. Like, that's what you want to see, wherein, as you mentioned, Jim, a playoff-like intensity, can your alpha dog, can he rise at a difficult point? And Siakam did it on both ends of the court. Well, to do this without Gasol and Powell, especially Gasol defensively, is remarkable. Um, And, you know, on our our TV broadcast on Sunday, Nick Nurse, there's a nice clip of him there saying that, you know, what they do is constantly tweak during the game, every game, and and find a way. And that would really describe what we saw tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Gasol, it's, it's the low post defense. It's the fluidity of the offense. As for Norm Powell, it's okay, um, OG Ananobi, who, you know, we can talk about, has been a disappointment this year offensively, only took one shot. Um, and, you know, okay, if other guys are missing, Norm Powell, he could be that guy on your bench when you didn't get a lot. He's the guy that can help lift the players around him. So they were able to get it done without, without those two guys. And, and yeah, they, uh, you know, those guys would make a big difference. And neither were them in the uh, game around Christmas against um, the Indiana Pacers. It just a remarkable, a remarkable win. And I'm doing the morning show tomorrow. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. About ten minutes before you guys called, I'm sitting there slumped, going, "I don't want to do <laughs> sad radio. I don't want to do. Like, I have to wake up at four thirty. You were looking you know at two I mean? losses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. And like just an ugly loss. And then if they lose tonight, then the narrative is, "Oh, they can't beat the good team." But now it's a record for the Toronto Raptors. It, a remarkable record at a time when you never would expected um, them to do something like this, considering the injuries. Uh, just before we let you go, I, I want to get into this. And, and so you're in the front office, you're Bobby Webster, a Maasai, yeah. and you see this performance, and the trade deadline, by the way, is at 3 tomorrow. I mean, you really can't touch this, can you? No, absolutely not. No, you don't do a thing. And I know Andre Godala uh, just went to the Miami Heat. Um, you know, but Boston, they haven't really improved, and we thought Clint Capella might be going there. But I don't think you do a thing because, you know, let reward these players. Let some of the young guys like Terrence Davis, let him grow. And, you know, uh, they, they deserve for the, the, uh, for the time on the court. And also they deserve a proper title defense, you know. And you're not going to make that deal where you can get a guy that can really move the needle. You know, you can certainly, you could maybe improve on the margins. But let these guys do it. Let them have total ownership of this sort of team. I, I, you know, I think a lot of Raptor fans will tell you they're enjoying this year as much, if not more, than last. Oh, this is uh, very compelling stuff. No question about that. There was all kinds of expectation last year, but this is like a developing story on a nightly basis. Matt, thanks very much. Absolutely. Have a great rest of the broadcast, my friend. Thank you very much. Enjoy the morning show. First up with Carlo Koliakobo, and I'll be summing for Matt Cause uh, 2 to 4 on game day tomorrow. At Matt Cause or at MCause56 is a Twitter account. Uh, coming up next, more post game sound as the Raptors extend their winning streak to 12 straight, 119, 118 over the Pacers. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. Here comes Lowry front court. 40 seconds to go in the game. Lowry turns the corner, drive, kick it out to Ibaka, to Siakam, on the dribble against Holiday. Pascal drives into the lane, kick out Lowry to Ibaka. Three for the lead, good! Down the bottom of the well for Serge Ibaka. Toronto up 119-118.
The deciding play. That's the play of the game brought to you by 241 Pizza. Right now, get a large quattro pizza with four toppings for only $13.99, plus a wickedly awesome apple fritter. Oh, boy. For $269, 241pizza.com. Let's go downstairs. Here is Nick Nurse. Doug. Was rather in singing. Um, <laughs> Add him all the way, Doug. Add him all the way, exactly. The decision to stay with Serge when he got his fifth foul and then ride him the rest of the way was probably a pretty big gamble, but you sort of had to stick with him. He was going so well. Yeah, I mean, at that point of the game, it was kind of on the line, I thought, anyway. Just we, we were, I think it might have been down around 10 at the time or something. And I just figured, um, you, you know, you try that for a little bit and see what happens. And he was playing really well, Doug, and it was like, I mean, we, you know, we save him for what, right? And he, you know, fortunately, he was able to last it. When you get you guys like scrambling, running around, trapping, doubling, is it just tell them just go crazy? Just you figure it out out there? Like they just play on their own kind of pace? Well, um, it, you know, I think I think we certainly had, <clears throat> had some energy left at the end, right? The way we were moving, um, and I, you know, again, you're just trying to get them into some something that that changes the rhythm of the game. And they were in great rhythm. They were really carving us to pieces, and and we got them, you know, we got them out of their sets. And then, you know, as we've seen with that press and stuff before, is once you get one, not now, now they're really, you know, they look shaky quickly, right? And and it's not just them. It's a, you've seen us do it, right? We've been pressed and give a couple, we'll give one up, and all of a sudden it turns into three really quick. Um, but again, it takes you out of your offense and whatever. The the play the play of the night though really was. Well, obviously that last possession, right, where we it was like 29 seconds along it, I think, right, and they had it the whole time until we got out of there. But we had decided to blitz the bra- the next Brogdon pick and roll about I don't know how many 150 earlier, and we still re- and we were pre-rotating to Sabonis on that, and and um, we remembered to do it. Which, which I mean, after all that stuff that was going on, and they they, they did it, and you know, Sabonis kind of got stuck right there at the beginning, and I was, I mean, when Brogdon came off that thing and let go of it, I was like, perfect. I thought maybe we'd steal that. We were, but we were there, and then we froze him, and then kind of got back. And Oladipo got a pretty good look there at the end, but still, we we were, um, like you said, flying around pretty good. Sort of a strange game for Pascal, but he. Yeah came through at the end there on both ends of the floor. What did you make of the way he was able to kind of stay with it? Well, you know, that's what he did. He, st- he stayed in there. I think I think he was um, he wasn't getting to very balanced shots in there. You know, he was he was getting to some great positions. You know, there was like one really weird one. I think he got to about two feet and shot shot at about six all the way over the basket to the other side. And it was like he made a really good move and for some reason his his balance was was being affected, I thought, pretty much early in the game, and then he just decided to start coming downhill at him, and he'd go for it once, and then he'd slam on the brakes and kick it out once, and he'd go for it, and you know, he so he made great reads again, and he's he's really missed. This is you know, I don't know, third, maybe third, fourth close game we've had where he's delivered scoring or passing down the stretch, and of course those guys have made the shots, which is big. Serge's ability to make passes. I mean, tonight he had three really neat assists. Is yep. that, that, he, he never has had passing skills. So where is that coming from? You think? Well, he's getting better, Doug. I think again, he's he's uh, getting he's been forced into this heavy minutes with Smart being out a lot this year. He's been given a lot more reps, and and he's just I think he's and he's work he works on it. He, he takes the time to 
you know, work on his ball handling and his passing. And um, I think just the reps over and over has given him a time to, to see things better. He's, he's been really good, man, really good as far as just more than, you know, you know they're way more than just pick, pop, shoot. That, that guy, which he kind of, now he's, he's rolling, he's dunking, he's driving, he's kicking out a little bit, which is, it's good. It's good, right? It's good. You don't design like this, but this seems to, it seems to know how to pace itself through a game and what, it, what each game requires. Is that something that, that they've just learned, or is that the intelligence of this team? What is that? Um, I, don't, I don't think you're, I don't think as a coach you're encouraging pacing. Through through much of anything, right? You're trying to go out there and win each possession when the ball goes up. Um, so I don't really know how to answer that. I guess that, and we've said this before here during this win streak, we haven't played great all the time, but we keep finding a way, and that's a heck of a characteristic to have, you know. And tonight, we, we weren't very good, and and they were very good. I give them credit. You know, they were awesome. They were cutting and flying and moving and hustling and guarding and physical and all the things you can be and um, they were trying to knock us out and we wouldn't quite go away and, and luckily we hung in there and pulled one off. There's been a few close fourths now where OG hasn't played down the stretch for I mean, obvious reasons. Yep. Uh, how would you assess this play right now and what's your level of confidence? You, yeah, you know what, I think uh, I, I, I would say this, Eric, I, I thought he played great in the second half. I thought, I thought he was really physical and, and was guarding. We had to put him on Sabonis some and he was, he was forcing catches out further away from the post and he was working out there. Um, you know, I think that um, the 18 in the second and the 48 in the first half, I just felt like the spacing, we needed some spacing, and it's not like he's not a great shooter, but I think the threat of Terrence out there tonight, you know, a lot of times it's Norm. The threat of Terrence just giving Pascal and Serge and those guys a little more, and Kyle a little more room to operate in the paint was, was the reason. But I, th I thought OG played hard and, and really tough in the second half. I, I just about put him in because I thought his defense was worthy of going back in, but the offensive spacing was really what I was concerned about tonight. So overall, there's no real concern from you over his, his play recently? No. I mean, listen, Eric, I think that, um, um, I, you know, I've said this a couple weeks ago maybe, but I, I need to find a spot for him where the ball seems to find him a little bit more. I'd like, I'd like him to get some more reps out there, whatever it is, if it's catching shoots, if it's drives, if it's bringing it in transition or whatever. I, I would like to get him reps because, again, you know, what did he have tonight? One attempt, he's just not going to get much better if he's only getting one or three or five attempts for us. So, again, I think that maybe he fits um, – he starts the game, comes back. You know, I've been trying to get him out early and bring him back and get him to roll with the second unit a little bit. And, and somehow we've got, to, we've got to get the ball to find him a little bit more because we need his defense, man. We need his rebounding. He's, and we need his cuts and back cuts and dunks and things like that. We need to keep him going here. Sabonis was playing so well. And towards the, late in the third, you had either Pascal or OG at center. I mean, that, that seems counterintuitive, but it worked so well. What did that lineup give you, and how did you trust those guys? Yeah, well, it gave us a couple things. I just, I just thought um, it was a pretty physical matchup for Chris to handle, so we went went smaller, and it gave us a chance to to switch a little bit more to and end up with uh, instead of instead of uh, Chris or Serge or somebody to have to guard Brogdon on a switch. You know, we had Pascal or OG up there that maybe could keep in front of him or whoever whoever the guard was, you know, uh, out there. 
and you know it's it's one of those things too that I don't I don't love it right I don't love it it, it was you know we haven't done that much but you you roll with it you see what happens and it it, it was good in the game it kind of turned the game back I think we crawled back you know from a big deficit to get back in the game with that so we were just like always we something works we let it roll for a little while screen setting and rolling has never been his greatest offensive strength but have you seen improvement when when he is playing center like tonight um, he, he's, um, he's been effective on that. Um, it's just another way to get him involved and get him the ball. I think, I think with the skill of Fred and Kyle coming off those things and, and even Terrence, I would say that, that they gotta be up, they gotta be up. And if we'll screen them, that means the big's gotta be up for a moment and there's an opportunity for the pocket or the roll. And again, anything we can do to get Pascal the ball heading downhill with some force. Um, it's pretty good, and, and you just don't see it as much because um, a lot of teams will switch one through four, right? And and there's some teams that don't. And when the, we get to the teams that don't, you'll see us go to Pascal, and, and we usually try to save some of that stuff till late as well. Is that kind of an example of player development not just being limited to young players? Well, um, I, I would say so. I think that. Um, Again, you guys know how I rave about Serge's work ethic on, on the off days and stuff. And um, I just I give him all the credit in the world, man. He's really serious about continuing to improve. He he's, um, knows his role, understands our offense and how he can fit in it, how he, he, he knew what he had to do to get a little bit better within our offense and as a teammate. And um, he's done that thing. He's done it. And, 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 and again, it's, to me, it's like super fitting that he hit that shot because he's he's tweaked it a little bit and worked on it and tonight was like the first night in a long time where he was coming up short a little bit one after another and um, you know we talked about it at a timeout and said finish one get your weight you know whatever a couple of mechanic things and and um, he did or he deserved it because he's been working his, his tail off at his shooting 118 win for the Raptors over the Pacers. 12 straight, a franchise record. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. Terrence Davis on the bounce back to Lowry straight away. Under seven to go in the game. Toronto down 103-96. Lowry three, good. Down the bottom of the well. 103-99. What a great screen by Serge Ibaka. Really took Holiday out of the play to allow Kyle to get that look from three. Kyle Lowry's our player of the game, brought to you by 241 Pizza. Get a large three-topping pizza with their deep, cheesy garlic loaf. For $19.99, call 241. Oh, 241. It was close for the player of the game. I mean, Serge, it could have been 1-1A. and one A. I mean, it, it was a, a great show by both those guys, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kyle tonight, 38 minutes, 12 of 21 shooting, 3 of 6 from the outside, 5 of 5 from the stripe, uh, 3 offensive rebounds, 5 defensive rebounds for 8 10 assists, 2 steals, and he was plus 13 in the night, 32 points by quarter. He had 9 in the first, did not score in the second quarter, which was a dreadful quarter for the Raptors. Outscored 43-18, had 11 points in the third and 12 in the fourth. Kyle Lowry postgame now. Kyle, just seems like you guys are never really out of the game. Is that sort of how you approach it when you guys go down 10, 15, 19 tonight? We played, we played 48 minutes, you know, and that's how we play. You know, we uh, gave ourselves a chance, <clears throat> put a little press on, and uh, made some shots and got aggressive and started, you know, playing a little bit better defense down the stretch, and uh, we played a little bit more, a little faster and more aggressive. Pascal made some great plays. 
Uh, we made some big shots on me. Does it give you guys confidence knowing that? I mean, you guys have gone to the press before late in games, yeah. knowing that it's paid off before? Yeah, confidence. Just do what we got to do try to win the basketball game, no matter what it takes. And um, that's what we've always continued to try to do and build on, just continue to try to get better as a team. And, you know, every game is a learning lesson, and, you know, you continue to get better throughout the, the season and just enjoying this journey. Is there any through line that you see through this winning streak, something that you guys have been doing consistently, or has it sort of been different things? Day by day, man. Day by day, game by game, hour by hour, minute by minute. We don't think about no streaks. We just take it by the next game. What do you make that surge's ability to stay on the floor there with five fouls, set some good screens? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, this is veteran presence. And, uh, you know, how important he was um, for us than than this stretch and down that stretch. And uh, he did a good job of just kind of staying solid and being uh, being big without fouling. Have you seen an improvement in his passing this year? Yeah, man. He's really making a very conscious effort into, like, you know, making an extra pass. And he made a great pass to Pascal during the run tonight. You know, um, I think he's making big, great corner decisions. But, I think he's just getting comfortable in doing what we want to do and we, what we need him to do. How hard do you think it is for teams to play against you guys with so many different players that could beat you on any given night? I don't know. That ain't my job. My job to play for us. I don't, so I don't know what they think or what they, what they, got, what they got going on there. It's, Pascal was on a lot of double teams this year. Tonight it seemed like they were triple, quadruple. I mean, do you feel like he's gotten a lot better at those reads, just kicking out? The he's, going to get, he's always going to get better. He's going to continue to grow. Um, tonight was that's the way they play defense. They very, they very much load up on one side. They typically strong. Um, but you know, that's the type of team we played. Pascal is going to continue to get better with that. Kyle Lowry, he's our player of the game. That press that they talked about, I mean, when you're in the building and you watch it, I know we've seen it before, but in this particular game, Pacers had this game won. The press comes out, obviously some timely shooting, but it looked like the Pacers didn't know what to do with it. I mean, it is airtight. It's something to see. You could just absolutely feel the shift in the game when they do that. 119-118 was the finals. The Raptors win 12 straight. Let's go to Spicy P. His line, 40 minutes, 7 of 18, 1, from four, one of 4 from the outside, 10 of 11 from the stripe, 1 offensive rebound, 8 defensive rebounds for 9, 5 assists, 3 steals, plus 14 in the night, and 25 points. And uh, he had 10 in the fourth quarter to help the Raptors with this uh, turnaround and here he is post-game. Uh, another one where it seems like you guys are never really out of a game. Is that sort of how you approach it when you guys go down, whatever it is, 10, 15, 19 tonight? Um, yeah, we just got to keep keep playing. Um, we, we, we understand that um, most of the time it's about us, like, just bringing, bringing the intensity a little up and, um, you know, correcting some of the mistakes that we make. So we just we just always know that you know it's just a matter of time that we're gonna get kind of like a, a rhythm during the game and and if we get get stops, you know anything can happen. Is there a method to the madness when you guys go into that sort of press defense late in games? Um, you just, just sort of flying all over the place. I think we just want to we just want to make it hard for them, like especially if during the, like the whole game, you know, it, it felt like it was kind of easy and, and they got it wherever they wanted to, and and I think we just we just wanted to make sure that we make it hard on them, like you know, like pressuring. Um, being more gaps and then flying around like they made a lot of threes. So um, once once we, we, we collapse, we got we got to get out too. Sort of a, a strange game for you. You can see the frustrations. You missed some some shots around the rim mm-hmm. early in the game there, but. Talk about sort of what it took to, to stick through it there and then come up big on both ends late in the game. Um, yeah, uh, tough game. Just 
at the end of the day, like, I'm going to keep doing me, you know what I mean? Like, it, it don't matter, like, what the result is or if I make 20 shots or if I miss 20 shots. Um, I just got to continue to be aggressive and, um, you know, you can argue that, you know, I could have, you know, calls or no calls, whatever the case might be. But I think at the end of the day, for me, it's just understand that I got to stay aggressive and um, no matter the result, I got to have the same attitude and, um so yeah, it's, 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 it's just on me to, to continue to, to, to make sure that, you know, I just go out there and, and, and be the best player that I can be. And, and you know, most nights if I give, if I give my, my all, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm up there. Is there any one thing that stands out about this 12-game winning streak in terms of something that you guys have done well consistently on either end, or has it sort of been a little bit of everything? I think it's a little bit of everything. I think um, we play together. I think we, um, no matter what happens, we, we always, you know, stay calm and 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 you know whether it's home and just continue to play play basketball um, and and we don't we don't get down on ourselves like we, we miss shots or we have turnovers we can be down 20 whatever the case might be it's just about us um, staying together as a team and I think we did a great job of that um, tonight um, even when it wasn't going well we didn't really see nobody you know talking down on anybody or anybody just like pointing fingers like it was just you know about us um, getting together and, and and once we turn it on, um, you know, we, we know that we, we can always win any night. Have you ever seen so many triple teams, quadruple teams? Seem like you drew the defense in so deep. Uh, I mean, it, I, I got to get used to it, right? Like um, knowing what, what, I'm, what I'm capable of doing, knowing that um, they're going to send a lot of people at me, a lot of bodies at me. I got to do a better job. Um, Taking you know through the contact and scoring, but also um, finding my teammates and, and you know I think I do a decent job of that and and, and, and and you know just continue to make the right decision or whatever I think is the right decision. You had a couple assists and baskets where you drew the defense in and then waited for them to back out before you made the move. Right. How hard is it to be patient in moments like that and not rush it? Oh, I have to. I have to. Um, I understand um, what it's going to take and it's something that I watch on film and and and. and you know, there's times where I'm going to pass it out, and there's times that where like I got to take it, uh, the, the, the matters on my own hands, and, and, and I got to make the play. So, um, it's just a read. That is Pascal Siakam, and again, 25 points for him, and uh, 10 in the fourth quarter when the Raptors really needed it. In that fourth quarter, Serge with 15, Kyle with 12, and Spicy P with 10. That's all the scoring they got. That's all they needed. It was a slim margin of victory, but nonetheless, the building was absolutely, I mean, it absolutely erupted. I believe if you go back, you'd find that in the second quarter, when it started with a 12-2 run by the Pacers to tie it at 32, um, and then the Pacers took the lead. That was the last time until the final that the Raptors had the lead in this ball game. It was a massive uphill climb. And just marvelous to watch. 119-118, the final 12 straight for the Raptors. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball at TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. 5.13 to go. Raptors coming front court, right to left in the black uniforms. Ibaka to Siakam. Great backdoor pass. And Pascal hammers it down with two hands. Good job by Serge. Catches. Serge Ibaka, big factor tonight, got the winning points, the big three. You heard Nick Nurse talk about that and how he was struggling from outside, and they stuck with him. They stuck with him in another respect. He had five personal fouls, so right at the end, I mean, right on the edge, and you heard Doug Smith ask Nick Nurse about that and uh, basically decided to stay with him 
Don't think there was another option, really, but sometimes when there are no options, it turns out as it did tonight. Serge Ibaka, 34 minutes, 13-21, and 2-7 from the outside, both from the stripe, one offensive rebound, six defensive rebounds, seven in total, three assists, a steal, and again, the personal fouls, he was at five, minus eight on the night, but 30 points. And I said this before, in that final quarter, he had 15, got the deciding points. He, Kyle, and Spicy P, all the offense they would need as they drained 37 points in that final quarter to steal the victory. I don't know if steal's the right word. I think they earned it, 119-118 in the final. And uh, this game was on the TV side on TSN, 1-4-5. and five. Kayla Gray in conversation with Serge in the walk-off. Serge, what a performance. That final minute, walk me through what you saw. Man, um, we, we, we have a little rough night tonight against them. You know, you have to give them a lot of credit. They did a great job on defense hand, and the offense was making shots, you know. But one thing about this team, we don't give up, you know. We don't give up, and uh, we always keep digging, digging, and to the hand, you know, we get back. Talk to me about your defense, because it really came through the final minutes of the game. Yeah, I missed a couple threes in the offense hand, and I just told myself, you know what? He said, all the time, just focus on defense and try to help your team. Serge, a franchise record, 12 straight wins. What is that stretch? Because you guys have been through it. Injuries, adversity in games, look no further than tonight. What does that stretch teach you about the guys in your locker room? I mean, this tell you, know, it tell, it tell you how, how, how good we are and how tough we are. You know, even with injury, we don't find excuses. We keep walking hard and we keep, we keep giving everything. And lastly, you guys see this game, this team rather, next. Yeah. What is the mindset heading into it? You know, now we know. We know they're, they're a great team. And next game, we need to play uh, better. Surge post game with Caleb. So the story just keeps on spinning. 12 straight wins. Uh, he talked about it there, about knowing what the team is made of. It's a marvelous story in that you go back to the NBA championship, and, and we all know the story. Kawhi leaves, Green leaves, and this team just you know, it has that championship uh, air about them. Uh, they keep developing. They lose players. They've got all kinds of injury problems. They keep moving forward. They keep coming up with solutions. They keep believing in themselves. They reinforce themselves. Uh, you heard Nick Nurse say that Serge was struggling, coming up short in the threes, told him to go get one, and he did. And it's that belief, that positive belief that pushes this thing forward. These wins are not all the same. They're, they have different storylines. They find different ways to do it. It's everything you would want out of your favorite team, and the Raptors keep delivering that. 119-118 is the final. It's 12 straight. Thanks for joining us in Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca.